All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. Super Bowl Sunday, Casey, how are we doing? We made it. Uh, excited uh, for the game that already happened by the time we recorded this. <laughs> definitely did. Definitely did. Definitely, definitely happened. It's a super exciting game yeah. uh, that we'll deep dive into. Yeah. Uh, through, again, power of, of time travel, we'll get to that. So here is <laughs> our take on the Super Bowl. All right. All right, Casey. Super Bowl. It happened. It happened. Kansas City Chiefs. Champions, as we predicted. <laughs> as we called. As we called yeah. it. Uh, yeah. yeah, Kansas City Chiefs walk away over the 49ers in Miami. Yeah. Lot lot to get to here. Lot to get to here. Yeah. Um, but I think we start with the biggest story of the Super Bowl, yeah. and that is obviously Fox has new graphics. Yeah. The thing that slapped us in the face right when we turned it on. Uh New down and distance, new, I guess, score and time display, uh, yeah. much smaller than I'm used to. Not, I was like, what am I looking at? I can see too much of the field. I don't understand. Yeah. Um, in a, in yeah. a different spot, so you didn't know where to look for the score. Like, the first yeah. quarter, I, was, I tried to figure out where's the score, and then it took me a while to, like, look in the middle of the screen. I did find it less distracting with the, uh, when there was a flag. Ooh, we should talk about Ooh. that later. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Flags, flags. But I didn't find myself with Kansas City. We've talked about this, Marlo, in the past. Mm -hmm. It's been an issue with Kansas City with your yellow gloves and shoes. Um, I didn't find that be an issue, maybe because there were many flags thrown this game. <laughs> True. Um, but uh, maybe that was part of it, the, the new down and distance display. Uh, I don't know. It seemed slicker. It seemed I'd, better. Was it better? I don't know. I don't know if it was better. It's definitely different. I don't. Is it one of those things they're going to carry on? Or is it was just this was just a Super Bowl. I'm sure they're just listening. They're going to be listening to us, obviously, yeah. um, see and see what the people, yeah. yeah, see what we think about it, the people want. But I liked it. It was a it's, good. It was a nice feel. I really like the down distance. I don't know because like, I don't know if it's Fox or it's NBC. Uh, NBC definitely has like a really distracting down distance that they always display on the field. But this one just yeah. it was just the letters. It wasn't the big block. It yeah. seemed less distracting, uh, and I like that. Well, it wasn't the green zone, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, the green zone. <laughs> you would need the area to the first time to be a completely different color than the rest of the field, an animated, completely different color. <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it was it was dialed down a little bit. I think I liked it overall. Um, it just it just was it was weird. It's weird to roll it out in the Super Bowl when it's like yeah. You yeah. think you want to be presenting your kind of uh, finished product, uh, but they want something different. So I guess kudos to them. I think it worked pretty well. Uh, but I think the biggest change. The most interesting thing, the most interesting decision was the animated characters yeah. of the players. It wasn't pictures of them when they showed the no. statistics. It was an animated character. Um, what did you think? Which, of that by part? the way, the cartoonist no credit. I don't know who did all these cartoons. Yeah, great point. Uh, but yeah, every time they had a graphic of a player, it was not their picture. It was a cart a character cartoon character yeah. of them. Uh, kudos to Fox, they had it ready to go right away at every yeah. score. They put that player's cartoon up there, which was, I don't know, cool to see. It was almost, it was like 80 Batman-esque as they kind yeah. of popped up. It was like, touchdown, no, it pal. Was, yeah, it was definitely <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> you know, touchdown, pal, Mahomes. Yeah, it was It was, It was. was definitely comic-like. Like, you would see, this is how, mm -hmm. you know, Patrick Mahomes would look in a comic book. I, I really liked it. I thought, you know, a, a little, I guess, my nerd side really liked it. I really appreciated it. Um, I think it added... Add a little bit of fun to it. 
I don't know yeah. if I'd want to see it necessarily every game, but I think it definitely fit for the Super Bowl to be something different, to be like uh, something like a little bit of I don't know pizzazz to yeah. the game. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd want to see it every <laughs> Sunday or anything. You know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess it, it got me because when I first saw it, I was like, ooh, they got these things ready. And I was waiting for like an obscure like defensive touchdown or like a lineman pass touchdown to see if they had that character ready. Because the touchdowns were all from pretty prominent uh Well, did they, did they have it for uh, Jurich or whatever, the, the fullback? If they had it for the fullback. They, had, they definitely had it for Jurich. Which, I mean, then, which then speaking of which, I for a minute there, I thought we were going to have a fullback MVP of the Super Bowl for a while there. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, I'm I'm so mad that didn't turn out. That would have been fantastic because I was rooting for either that or Robbie Gold to win MVP, which it could have turned out that way, but obviously didn't. Um, yeah. Anyways, wow. characters amazing. Yeah, characters are amazing. Uh, again, I don't know if I want to see it every every week. Uh, I would. <laughs> I, well, to be fair, I'd love to see it for the Packers, but I would sure. if I'm watching if I'm watching like a random game. It's like Houston. Uh, Indianapolis or something like yeah. I don't really care. <laughs> that one's fantastic. But I, I just I was trying to think of like a random game I wouldn't have much, <laughs> much like feeling for. Like I don't think I'd be that interested in it. But in this game or for my team, I thought it was really cool and a, a cool thing to break out. It, it made it feel a little superhero-ish, uh, which I, I don't know felt neat for the big game. Again, don't want to see it every down the distance. Yeah. Great. Other things I think we could we could see going forward, but animated characters save for save for things like this. And yeah, as you cheap may- as the NFL as the NFL is, I don't think they're going to hire out animators for every game. <laughs> <laughs> or or Fox, maybe it's Fox, but uh, yeah, yeah, you made a good point too. I got maybe it was the Super Bowl and they were trying to tap into the nerd crowd because the first thing that came up was like, oh, yeah. like nerds are paying attention now. They're watching football. Maybe well, it's funny. Next year. I had my uh, I had my mother in law and brother in law over uh, earlier today, and I asked if they were watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> and my mother in law said, "Well, we're doing a community thing at our, our apartment, and maybe." And my brother, I was like, didn't even know it was today. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these people? You always hear like you they're always hear what they're, they're what... shopping today. They went grocery shopping this afternoon. Yeah, you always hear the ratings. <laughs> the ratings are going to come out of the Super Bowl, and it's always like. Whatever million, it's like, all right, but what was everyone else doing? <laughs> I don't understand. He was at home doing something else. I don't know. He was, he was he had zero interest in the game, and I was like, that's cool, man. I just I just thought I'd ask. I just thought I'd ask. You're welcome to stay. We're gonna have more than enough food, and he's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna go gonna go do something else. So, all right, graphics, yes. Marlo, on from that Chiefs win. Yeah, Chiefs win. Uh, Andy Reid finally gets the Super Bowl ring. Yeah, everybody's happy wins. for Andy Reid. I guess we're happy for Andy Reid. I'm happy for Andy. Yeah. I think I'm at not, this point, he's just kind of, we just feel good for him, right? Like, yeah. Not, I mean, in, not, in, not in a pity way, but like a, you finally earned it. Good for you. Right. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm I'm happy that he won it. I'm happy that he won it in Kansas City and everyone in Philly can just sit down and, and shut up because they were still yeah. blaming Andy for the, you know, only making it for to three AFC championships and a Super Bowl and losing to a dynasty. No big deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, happy for him. Obviously not happy that Mahomes wins the Super Bowl, also gets mm. MVP. Because I was holding, I, this whole time, especially in the fourth quarter, I was like, this is going to be great. Mahomes not going to win. Still gives a chance uh, for Mitch Brisky to be the first of the three to win the Super Bowl, at least have that on the ship and shoulder. That is shipped to sail. Yeah. Well, mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it has. It has. It has. Uh, we can't move on. Well, hold on. We can't move on to Mitch too fast yet. We got uh, 
folks Andy Reid, uh, I do want mm-hmm. to point out that the at least the Eagles official Twitter account gave a little tip of the cap to Andy Reid, which I thought was pretty cool. Oh, um, did they? Ooh, very if classy. Not, if not for the whole Eagles fan base, uh, it was a nice show of appreciation by the Eagles uh, official Twitter accounts. They give a little tip of the cap. Congratulations to Andy. Um, and I, I think he is the last uh, or the farthest along the road of like, let's just get this guy a Super Bowl win. So congratulations to him. I think everybody yep. was kind of rooting for him. Yeah. Because the thought is Shanahan. 49ers will have another shot at it. Who Oof, who knows? They well, said that about Harbaugh. Well, well, let's hold. They let's said hold that about Harbaugh. Let's, let's let's hold back on that and talk about uh, who looking forward from both these teams because I think it's an interesting talk, and uh, we'll hold on to that. But uh, so Chiefs win, good for Andy Reid. Um, I don't. I kind of want to go both ways with this because I want to go game plan. Um, yep. Andy Reid came out. And very vanilla, nothing. I still look at this game, and I don't think... Maybe because they didn't get things rolling, but Mm -hmm. I don't think that the Chiefs did anything spectacular. And you think of Chiefs offense, you think of all the speed, you think of all the options that they have, the ways they can create space, the speed that they have. And at the end of the day, I don't think they totally optimized that in this game, but they won... It's kind yeah. of weird. It's kind of weird that they won because they didn't do the things they have done previously where they just like put their players in space to win uh as much as they had in the past. Yeah, they weren't the Chiefs. And I think Andy I think at halftime Andy Reid uh his little halftime with the reporter had said that they were trying to do those things but they were uh, San Francisco was taken away and that's why things were going underneath. Yeah. Um I haven't watched. I, mean, I haven't watched sure, the all twenty. I haven't been able. Yeah, I haven't had enough time to break down the all twenty two, so I can't confirm that. But I, think... which we will, we will totally do. We're totally <laughs> going to break it down later and and not report on it, but we're totally going to do that. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, no, I agree that it wasn't. Um, you know, sans the the third and fifteen play, there wasn't yeah. those big plays that you're used to seeing where uh, down the field. Uh, Pat Mahomes, you know, taking over until that until that fourth quarter. So, and I think, but I think a lot of that had to do with San Francisco playing really good D for, th- for sure. You know, most of the game stands like eight minutes. Yeah, outside and so, the last three drives. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, yeah, credit to them. As far as game plan, I think they were the Chiefs had their game plan, but the 49ers had a better defensive game plan that put mm-hmm. them in positions not to succeed. No, I I think that's a good point, and it. it I just was watching the game and I was just expecting Kansas. You saw San Francisco do some of the kind of creative things on their end to create space. You saw a lot of uh, Debo uh, on San Francisco, kind of on those sweeps, uh, jet sweeps. You know, as Wisconsin fans are accustomed to seeing. Yeah, uh, you saw a lot of that happening from San Francisco to create space, and I was just waiting for Kansas City to do something additional. And I think it was a great job of San Francisco to take that away. And maybe Kansas City wore them down in the second half or, or, or found space. They definitely did in that third and 15, as you talked about. Um, so I guess as we look at the game, uh, I guess do you want to go with, with Mahomes or Shanahan next? The, which way do you want to look at it, Marlon? All right. Uh, the way that we're it talking was about coaching. We're, lost. Yeah, we're talking about coaching, but we'll go to Shanahan. All okay. right. So Shanahan, uh, another fourth quarter collapse uh second time in his many super bowls obviously he had the uh 28 to 3 collapse 
uh, which I guess I don't know how much you put on his his hands yeah. there. Yeah, was, um, we are. But he's the off co- offensive coordinator, and that collapse yeah. came down to offensive play calling. So his fingerprints yep. are all over it. Yep. And so that was obviously the uh, Falcons Patriots Super Bowl twenty to three that they lost, and he was up twenty to ten in the fourth quarter. Here, I think there was like seven minutes left or so uh, when that score changed, uh, and it just ends up blowing another lead. And I, I, I just sit here, Marlo, and I'm still, you know, I'm still trying to process this, still trying to think about it, and I, I just kind of think how. And I look back at the play calling, and I, I look back at, and I, I maybe it's not, it's unfair to look at these three drives or two drives or whatever it ended up being and compare that with the, or to, to tie that with the Atlanta drives, but a lot of pass call, a lot of pass plays called um, in a game where you, especially in this game where you're running the ball effectively, a lot of, if I look back at the play by play, a lot of Jim Garoppolo, Jimmy, Jimmy G, let's just say that, Jimmy Garoppolo, my God. Um, say it pass, three times fast, Casey. Go. Yeah, pass incomplete. If I I see that a lot as I look back at those plays, um, that hurts. That's tough. Yeah, that's tough. I I think so. Shanahan's game against the, the Patriots with his lead, he went. They were passing all over the field, and they he went away from passing and started rushing it, and that gave the Patriots a uh, window to come back. I think in this game he overcorrected. And decided, I'm going to show everybody, let's pass the ball. Yeah. And that was, I think that was the difference because it worked the first drive that they were coming out once they went up 2010. Yeah. And they went, they uh, ran it. It was second in like five or whatever. The next play was a play action pass. They got the place to uh, Kittles and it was a first down play. And they thought they could roll with that. And they kept trying that and it didn't work. And they just left too much time for Mahomes and company to to go ahead and come back. So I think Shanahan, from what I see, is he overcorrected from his mistakes in that Super Bowl, and now is finding himself, he's going to have to answer (laughs) for another blown lead, which, fair or not fair, whatever, we can talk about that later, but his his immediate story right now is Shanahan learns how to blow leads in Super Bowls. Yeah, I mean, that's I think that's going to be the ultimate takeaway, uh, the ultimate storyline takeaway. Um I think it's a little bit fair. Uh, I just, I was sitting there, uh, and when Mahomes threw the interception, Kansas, uh, I'm sorry, San Francisco had gone up 20 to 10. Kansas City gets the ball back. Mahomes throws the interception where he just completely misreads. Ty- I don't know if you've misread the defense or where Tyreek Hill, he thought Tyreek Hill was going to be, but he threw it right into the defender. And I'm sitting here going, this is not the Patrick Mahomes I know. Nope. San Francisco has has foiled him. Like they've they've roughed yeah. him up enough. They've we talked about. I think before we got on on the podcast where um, a couple plays before he had the strip sack. So we were like, they're getting to him. He is he's ruffled. He's never been like this before. I haven't seen him play like this before. Um, and then that's they get the ball back, and then it's just like run pass pass. And you're like, what? What's happening here? I thought that San Francisco was going to do their what they did in Minnesota, what they did in Green Bay. Yep. They just get the ball. They run eight, ten times in a row. Yep. You have to stop us before we throw the ball. And they just didn't. They chose to throw the ball, and they put the hands in Jimmy uh, Jimmy G's hands, Marlo. And a lot of the narrative going into this game was that you know, is Jimmy G 
good enough to win the game. And maybe he, well, he's uh, wasn't good enough to win this game, I guess. But like that was a question going into this game, and I think the narrative of is Jimmy G good enough might have played into Shanahan's thought process when he went to uh, to throw the ball there because it it turned in a game that was San Francisco's a better team. They're gonna just be stronger and run this game down turned into can Jimmy G win this game and I think that was Shanahan's fault and I don't Mm -hmm. think it needed to be that way I think San Francisco could have won the game if they had just stuck to the run game and freaking run Debo Samuel a couple more times they did it like three times the first half and I don't remember well that was the other yeah but that was the thing he'd stop running the ball but Kansas City never showed that they could stop the run he Shanahan just stopped running the ball so weird. Think, yeah, that was the weird part. So weird. All right. So we go from the weirdness of losing it to the weirdness of somehow winning it. Mahomes absolutely <laughs> sucked in this game until he didn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. He he was awful. He threw uh, two of the worst interceptions I think you will ever see Patrick Mahomes throw in his career if you go back and look at it and maybe even going forward. But, you know, we time travel sometimes on this podcast, Marla, but we cannot we cannot see the future. Um but he was terrible until he wasn't. I think opened up on that third and fifteen you mentioned. He just threw a deep out uh, to uh, Tyreek Hill, who somehow was single. I think it was zone coverage, but matched up on a safety, beat the safety to the outside. Mahomes just lofted up for him, got about forty-four yards, led to um, the score that brought the Chiefs closer, got them rolling in the fourth quarter. Uh, it seemed like he was rattled, and then. He turns out you can't rattle him for the whole game. Yeah, I thought he was done. I thought he was like, I put it, and this is probably, you know, sorry to San Francisco fans. It's probably my fault. I put it out in the world that Mahomes was shook. I said he was shook. Yeah. And that was it. And then from that moment on, he became Pat Mahomes again. Yeah. And yeah, it was, yeah, got that third 15. I think once I saw that ball go in the air in third fifteen, which I thought was going to be intercepted, because like, where is he throwing to? Realized yeah. it's Pat Mahomes, and oh, it got I thought he was, was like, "This is over." He was backpedaling and just yep. chucked it up in the air, and I was like, "Honestly, I was like, this, this is over." <laughs> He's just throwing it up, <laughs> and Hill sitting there, just he had to stop his route because it was underthrown. He was all alone. It was so weird. It was so weird that he wasn't better covered. It was so weird that Mahomes and they were like, "Oh, he got protection there." He just backpedaled ten yards. Yeah, he didn't have he, yeah, he, he was he was a half a step from getting sacked. Like, yeah, yeah. That was I mean also, that was that was the turning point of the game. If you're going to point to one play, that was it. That was it. That got Kansas City rolling. Uh, I just I it's one of those like I, I don't under, I don't understand how it happened. It wasn't even like it wasn't trickeration or anything. They just. I don't know. I don't know. I guess they caught him in zone coverage, right? And uh, Tyreek Hill played the cross long enough that the the safety bit, and then he went, yep. he had the whole other side of the field open long enough uh, to get that. And he's that freaking pass. fast. He's freaking fast. Not a great <laughs> human being, but freaking fast. Yeah, freaking fast. Uh, kind of tough. All right, um, Mahomes. I I did want to point out. I I was gonna tweet this, Marlo, as, as I was watching the game. But early in the game, he was running up. Uh, Mahomes is running option plays and you know rushing, um, and, and kind of taking hits. And I kind of felt like he was doing that almost on purpose uh, mm-hmm. to be like, "Look, 
Chiefs, we're as strong. We can take these hits. We can compete with San Francisco. We can compete with this team who's, you know, the whole narrative was that San Francisco was a stronger team, was going to be, you know, more physical. And I, I feel like the way they call, I don't know if it was Mahomes specifically, but the way they called that game early was like, look, we can freaking compete with these guys. And I think it was a really gutty performance early on by Mahomes. It wasn't flashy early. And yeah. they got behind uh, in, in other ways, but like, a little bit it felt like they were kind of trying to set a tone for the team with his play. And that's not something you do, you know, in week 12 of the regular season. That's something <laughs> you do in the Super Bowl. We're like, you're running option plays with freaking Patrick Mahomes because he's going to take a hit. He's going to double fake the pitch to score the rushing touchdown because that's how big this game is and we're going to freaking win it. And I thought that was a great mentality and going for it on the fourth downs that they instilled. But somehow they ended up down 20 to 10 and they still ended up winning. Crazy game. But I just wanted to point out kind of the mentality that I thought that Andy Reid and Mahomes came out with within that game and the just freaking Mahomes. I don't know. Um, so I, I was kind of looking at this game, Marlo, and I was thinking, like, shit, if I, if I look at this, I, I look at this game and I go, these are the two best teams for fucking how many, sorry, excuse me, for freaking <laughs> how many years? How many years are, like, these just feel like the two best teams? I guess you could maybe look at Baltimore, but like, what other team? Like I don't feel like the Packers got the crap kicked out of by San Francisco. I don't. I, I don't know what the Packers can do to compete with this, with San Francisco, let alone uh, the Chiefs who win this game. Just this just feels like the two best teams. I feel like we're the two best teams for a couple more years. I know that's not how football works. Yeah, it's not like basketball. Definitely. I mean, uh, San Francisco won four games last year. I mean, I know Jimmy Jean got hurt. Yeah, but San Francisco won four games last year. You never know what happened. I get what you're saying though. As far as like setup for success for the future. Yeah, both it these is teams seem right there. Yeah, both these teams are right there. San Francisco is young. They don't have really any of their, their key players in that are going to be free agents or in contract years. Yeah. So they got that going for them. Plus, uh, obviously, on the on the Kansas City side, they have Mahomes. I was going to lock him down. They got that speed. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, and, you know, unless Andy's like, this is it. I'm good. Got my Super Bowl ring a year from now, and I'm going to walk away. Like, this, you know, these could be the two best teams Add in Baltimore, obviously. Yeah. Um, going forward, but yeah, that could. It's a very, it's a very real possibility that you could be one of the, at least one of these two teams. You could be seeing in dynasty starting. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I, I just look at these teams and I, I just go, they're gonna, I, you know, at least in conference championship games for the years to come, unless something drastic changes, which sucks, and that, I think that's part of why I was rooting for. I ended up, Marlo, I ended up far more rooting for Kansas City during this game than I thought I was going to. Really? I noticed this when, I, I think it was, was it the first, the, it was the first drive when Mahomes fumbled and they got yeah, the field goal, when yeah. he got hit, and I yelled out loud in front of my family as he was scrambling, I just yelled, get down! <laughs> and I went, whoa! <laughs> whoa, where'd whoa. that come from? Where did that come from? I apparently am more concerned about Mo- at that point, it was more so like I just if he had got hurt there, like the yeah. game's just like it's a different game than you would have thought. But yeah. I was like, oh shoot, I'm rooting for Kansas City a lot more than I thought. And I think yeah. it was just more like I just don't want San Francisco to be like Super Bowl champions and now they're on this run and that you know as mm-hmm. being uh, in the NFC. You know, if, that would that would have sunk more. I think for me is once once Robbie Gold hit that first field goal, yeah, I was all right. in on 49ers. I was like, right. all right, Robbie. Well, that's why they lost, Marlo. That's why they lost. That's why they lost. They should have kicked it more with Robbie. Yeah. If he would have kicked more field goals, if they would have kicked 
<laughs> four more field goals that would have won the game, I think. Quick math off the top of the head. All right. Uh, other, we talked about officiating Marlowe. We didn't see a lot of yellow flags on the field during this Mm-mm. game. Loved Mm-mm. it. Loved it. <laughs> just, let, just let them play. It didn't feel like there was any terrible calls. The offensive pass interference, I think you can complain about. Questionable. 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 I, 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 if I was a true 49ers fan, I'd probably be mad about it because that doesn't get called every time, as Joe or as Troy was trying to say. Yeah. I'd say he they probably, get called 50% of the time. He probably said it in like 40 more words than you just said it there. But um, <laughs> yeah, that was. I, I think that's the one call you can point to where it was like they made a call that they didn't have to. But otherwise, mm-hmm. not a lot of calls. Just let them play. Yeah. I don't think there was a holding call on the offensive line in the whole game. True. So either true. you're like, these are, two, these are two great <laughs> disciplined teams, or they're just like, freaking let them play. And yeah. I thought, I thought that was great. Um, well, I, uh, talking about officiating, when we talk about officiating in 2020, that last, 2020. Uh, not the last 2020, yeah, 2020, not the last, the second to last touchdown, the one that was just barely over the pylon, but we don't know because we don't have a camera yeah. that's right down the line. How is this still the thing? Yeah. Well, that was know. very close. Thing. I'll give it wrong. You could go either way, but the fact that we don't have a, uh, something to say is definitively, it was his foot out of bounds before he went over the pylon at this angle irks me every single time yeah yeah that's tough uh i don't have an answer for you marlo <laughs> well figure it out build so the robot you, you just you just need a camera like slightly like above the pylon i need the here's pylon what i need here's what down. i need i need I, yeah need? i need i need more cameras down the line because if, if we're if the rule is blake break the plane why do we don't have a camera at the plane that makes zero sense let me get chips in the ball. Let me get chips down the line. I mean, lasers down the line so that chip can be read. I need all this real-time data. They do that thing, Amazon, AWS. They do that, like, hey, let's do all these fancy fractions and whatever on every commercial. Math. But you can't tell me yeah. if this was over the freaking line. I don't, I don't know how Amazon math deal rolls into that. Uh, in in, in the <laughs> Premier League, Marlo, they have they have a goal line thing where they can show you how far the ball went over yeah. the goal line. Yeah. I don't know why that, that can happen in, in the NFL. Agreed. I'm not sure. But yeah, Agreed. I mean, that's just the ball is traveling, right? So it's it's how yeah. far the ball travels. It doesn't have to take into account where any foot is out of bounds, so that may complicate it a little bit, but at least could tell you how far the ball went uh, uh, on, on the field. Um Oh, I had an officiating thing. Shoot, I got distracted. Shoot, I messed my... you up. I, my rant, my bad. No, it was with your rant. I was rolling with your rant. Bats. All right, whatever. Let's move on to commercials, Marla. Commercials. There were commercials. Yeah. Commercials. Game. It's going to come Bowl back to me. It's, it'll randomly come back to me during the middle of commercials. So yep. I think my favorite commercial. Yep. At least. Well, it was my favorite because it was a great troll, and also uh, I ended up paying for it. Uh, Tom Brady's ultimate troll. Uh, <laughs> earlier in the week, he trotted, he tweeted out some cryptic, like him in the tunnel in black and white, and it all led to his mm. Hulu has live sports and other things type type commercial Dude. thing. Fantastic. Hulu. Hulu is so good at the pre-troll of the commercial to get their voice. Yeah. Have they, they had, done this uh, before? This is the first one I've been. Yeah, they had Girly with the cat uh, earlier oh, yeah. this season. They had Girly with well, the cat I they, I season. thought they brought in the cat. They, they did well. See, that's the thing. This is the best they thing about didn't you, adopt the you, cat, but they yeah, yeah. Earlier, the cat. I don't know. I don't know which. One, I don't know if it was a chicken or egg, right? I don't know if Curly actually uh, got the mm. cat, and then the Hulu came through, or if Hulu actually, came through and he did the cat. I'm pretty it's, sure it's 
he did not actually get a cat. So, <laughs> so what a jerk! What a jerk! that, but yeah, what a jerk! But that one, yeah, that one's good. I think the conversation I was having when that came up is how much did they have to tape? Like literally, like they do the fake the thing with like, yeah, we get a lot of money, but there's no way they did not pony up to get Tom Brady to do that commercial. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but as a uh, Hulu subscriber who recently had his rates increased in December, <laughs> I'm very glad that I got to watch that commercial with freaking Tom Brady, knowing my rates were increased so that that can happen. Dang. That freaking pisses me off to no end. The man um, always gets you. I subscribe to you because you're a cheaper alternative. Now you're <laughs> as expensive and I can't bundle you. Like what are you? What are we doing here? Like what are we? Why you have live sports? Great, they do too. What <laughs> bonus do I have? No, I have none. The only bonus I have is now you have me, and I'm too lame. Uh, I'm too lazy to switch over. So congratulations, Hulu. You are costing yourself out of the market, and I hate you. And congratulations yeah. for your. But if you like to troll, sponsor, which was if you like to sponsor the pod so that Casey can get free Hulu, very welcome. And how the hell? The fact that when that commercial started and it, he was like, I want to thank everyone. I'm like, he's not freaking retiring on a commercial. Give me a <laughs> He's going to spend millions of dollars to retire. Give me a break. Get out of here. Get out of Tom Brady. Get out of here, Hulu. I'm upset at you. <laughs> but for the time being, I'm still going to subscribe to your service. I'm glad, because... I'm glad that it's your favorite commercial that brings out so many negative emotions out of yourself. It was a great troll. It was a fantastic <laughs> troll. Fantastic troll. Let's yeah. talk about motions marla we're all having a good time and watching a fun super bowl yeah and then google has a commercial <laughs> dude google google made a. made three people cry where i was watching the super bowl three cry absolutely brutal absolutely brutal um so the commercial if you haven't seen it um has essentially a what presumably is an elderly man who is help, yep. having google help remind him of his wife his life and he's yeah. going through the things which you just assume uh, she's passed away at this point i do you assume i i kind of i guess i read it as he's more of a an alzheimer's patient and yeah. he's like either way this is depressing either way somebody she's dead yeah or he's he's forgetting yes um, yes it was either or i went back and forth while the commercial was going but either way it was sad and, and he's trying to remind himself of this, and it's just like, a, oh, are you having fun? Here, life is fleeting, and you're all going to die. And you're like, whoa, I'm just trying to have fun and, wa- and eat a lot of appetizers and watch a football game, and all of a sudden I have an existential crisis. Thanks, Google, for that. Jesus. Thanks, Google. Thanks, Google. Absolutely right. brutal. Absolutely brutal. And then what comes on next but a freaking Ric Flair sponsored <laughs> dip commercial? <laughs> it was mo- the biggest 180, and I my brain I, I I'm not sure I can recover from that uh, 180. But uh, just an absolute downer of a Google commercial. I think it's an important commercial and a thing we all have to <laughs> face and recognize in life. But I don't want to do yeah. it on Super Bowl Sunday. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Holy no, crap! No. All right, uh, next one that I had, Marla. I'll just give you another yep. one I had. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bud Light Seltzer, they're out. They're advertising. Yeah. They're doing. By the it. way, by the way, I'm not going to sponsor Bud Light Seltzer. It's not good. We're not sponsoring it. I I, I, I tried it. It's not good. Us, I'm a, I'm a seltzer guy. Us. 
I'm a truly guy. Truly, what's up? If you want to, I'm a truly yeah. guy. I yeah. can mess with White Claw. Bud Light Seltzer, not good. Yeah, well, their their big advertising push is that it doesn't taste like Bud Light, which is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. It's like, no, no, you don't like our beer. I we get it. We know. We know. We know. We know. We know. But we have this other thing you might like. It's just a fantastic advertising strategy. It's just like, yeah. don't worry, it doesn't taste like Bud Light. So try it. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Commercial is actually funny with Post Malone. Oh, commercial is great. Yeah, they Bud Light. Putting out tattoos are back. Tattoos are cool. Post yeah, Malone, Tad's, everyone get in on your commercial. Face. <laughs> get them on your face. Totally fine. Totally okay. <laughs> Won't regret that. Won't regret that at all. <laughs> uh, all right. So my top commercials, Casey. Yeah, let's go. All right. So actually, they all both have to do with dancing. The Turbo Tax. They had a few of them, but the one with the dancing commercial. They're doing the. the this new is your dance. top one. Oh yeah, loved it. Love the TurboTax. <laughs> Loved it there. Anything like that new dance, it's going to happen. It's going to turn into a challenge. You're going to be putting it on Instagram. Casey, I know you're going to start an account just to do it. Step one. <laughs> Step, Get one. Instagram account. <laughs> Step two, learn how to wiggle your knees. Yeah, wiggle your knees. That was good. Um, um, I think uh, also, too, because the one before that was a, uh, it was a Pringles commercial with Rick and Morty. Uh, the Rick and Morty. Yeah. And everyone in where I was at was like, what is going on? I was like, this is not your demo. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No, I was like, I was like, not, not smart enough to understand this commercial. Rick and Morty. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't like it, you're not smart enough. And I was like, I don't, I'm not smart enough. I'm not smart enough for this. Yeah. That's fine. All right. Then the second one, again, David Dancing was a little Nas, little Nas X Doritos commercial. Yeah. Old Town Row, uh, doing the dance. And I forget who else was in the commercial was dancing off with. The it's Sam Elliott, the yes. mustache guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Elliott, that one was good. That was well done. Uh, like cool. that one as well. Old Town Road. Uh, <laughs> other people were like, "Old Town Road jumped the road." I was like, "Dude, <laughs> it's been months since that's been like over the hill." <laughs> yeah, like, jump the jump yeah. the shark because it's in this commercial. I was like, no, 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 <laughs> it's, no, been, no it's, a it's it's been a while since that. It's been a while. Uh, I think the worst commercial. Was the Heinz ketchup commercial? I don't know if you caught this, Casey, because it was terrible. All right. Where they had, like, the four boxes of different scenes, but then it all turns out, like, oh, guess what? Like, it was, I don't know, something happened in the 60s, something I think that was supposed to take kids in the future in space, something that was, like, real, like, now. Anyways, you get the point. They're kind of walking through, and they're all like, oh, but guess what? We all have ketchup. Cool. It sucked. It was terrible. (laughs) I'm glad they spent $5 million to just put it on that was that's my commercial rundown all right great great commercial rundown marlo um what did i have what did i have what did i have um the boston accent commercial Pocky oh Cop. yeah that was good i mean if you knew me in college marlo which i, <laughs> I think you did i did know you in college uh, casey i was a big fan of pretending i had a boston accent and essentially all i knew how to say was Pocky car <laughs> and that's that's what I rolled with. Um, the audio let it go. I'm I'm scrolling through here. Think they yeah, made right. that commercial before me? I think ass- they did. I think they made it. Yes, for, me. for you. You're right. <laughs> Do you think they made that commercial just assuming the Patriots are going to be in the Super Bowl? And then mm. once they did, they said we have to air it anyways. I think I think there's a fifty fifty chance the Patriots are in the Super Bowl, <laughs> and they and they made it there. Um. 
the uh, Audi Let It Go commercial did not understand and spent the whole time. I'm looking at a webpage now of commercials. My that's where I'm at. Oh, the um, Audi Let It Go. You don't watch Frozen? Whole... No, I knew the Let It Go song, but I didn't know who the main character was. It, she's from Game of Thrones, right? So yes, yes. Oh, the, oh, that's right. You didn't watch Game of Thrones. I didn't watch Jesus Game of Thrones, Christ. so it took it took me a while to uh, realize who that was. Um, Damn, man. Damn. So you like the um, John Legend? Classy new car one. It was okay. Uh, it was, I think it was cl- it was classic. It was on brand for Chrissy and John. Yeah. Um. So it was like middle of the road commercial, but like on brand for them. I think they really like, and I'm pretty sure that's what they were doing. They have a, sh- a lot of fans. Yeah. So yeah, it was on brand for them. Yeah. Uh, I. I don't know. I, I saw them in it and I was like, this is going to be a good commercial. And then it, you know, I don't know. I, I, I was underwhelmed mainly because it's a car commercial and car commercials are generally yeah. terrible. Cars are um, back. Cars shout are back. Out, shout out to uh, our alma mater, Marlo, that we talk about a lot with a great oh, yeah. uh, We Save Dogs Lives commercial. We did. So, so we that. well, not we, but our alma mater. Oh, no, we we're, did. We did. We had a part. part. We're part of we it. We put a lot of money into it to make that happen. Um, <laughs> how many. That's great. How, how how inundated I didn't I didn't so I was inundated by this commercial or this the story of this commercial happening all week. I didn't want to watch oh, really? it because I had no idea. You didn't know idea? Oh like all idea. through my LinkedIn feed. We were talking about this earlier, like everyone LinkedIn. <laughs> I was like, Oh I got this dog <laughs> from University of Wisconsin veterinary school. I was like, I was yeah. all about it. So yeah, no, great commercial. Shout out no, Wisconsin. I, it was a great shout I, out of Wisconsin. They didn't even have to pay anything because it was actually a WeatherTech commercial, which makes it even better, right? Thanks, uh, WeatherTech? Yeah, thanks, WeatherTech. Thanks, we- thanks, WeatherTech CEO, for being rich and having your dog being sick, so you have to send him to a world-class veterinary school that's not in your state and then make yeah. a commercial about it. Thank Boom. you. Nice. I know what's happening. It's great <laughs> to see. Proud. Proud to be part of that. Proud to be part of that. <laughs> Saving dogs' lives. Um, good stuff. Good so stuff. yeah, our, our technically order. Wisconsin was in the Super Bowl because we didn't have any players. We, so we, didn't we had players. that. You said first time in six years. You said yep. First, first yeah. time. Yeah. Make first time six. It breaks a six-year streak where there hasn't been a Wisconsin Badger in the Super Bowl. Mainly because James White wasn't in it. Because <laughs> <the> <laughs> it. it's about it's about how it works. Um, yep. All right, Super Bowl, Marla. We did it. Um, yep. We made through it. I feel like, I feel like I'm happy how it ended up overall. Um, God, it's just not how I thought it was. Would have gone. Dude, we didn't even talk about halftime show. Oh, halftime show, Marlo, Marlo. Oh, we skipped it, didn't we? I said I wrote down Marlo's take on the halftime show, and I skipped it to talk about officiating. Marlo's take on the halftime show. Wow, 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 um, wow. Yeah, I think it was just wow. My my initial th- my while I was watching it. I think I was like, well, I think the FCC is going to get a lot of tweets slash calls <laughs> about this one, and I'm okay with that. That's fine. <laughs> uh, super shocked. Biggest yeah. shocker, I think, of the night was that no pit bull. There was yeah. no pit bull. There that was had to be a, a huge shock. A, uh, I guess you'd say Spanish rapper <laughs> yeah. who was not who was not pit bull. Not uh, pit that bull. was that was a shock. Um, 
lot of hips, Marl. A lot of hips in this. A lot of hips. A lot of wardrobe change. I think the J-Lo last wardrobe change, we were all mm. concerned that that might be a wardrobe malfunction just by the fact that it just takes one little nick and that thing is gone. Well, I was concerned there'd be another wardrobe step <laughs> in the process. And I was like, I don't know where she can go from here to the next one. Um, yeah. yeah, there was yeah. that. Uh, also, uh, yeah, so yeah, my final take, I told everyone yeah, that take- I'm just glad we finally got a Super Bowl halftime that was for the masses. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, every, everybody <laughs> left happy and satisfied, I think. Um, yep. I was so... It's fine. I, I think as far as Super Bowl halftimes go, I would give it a B. It was entertaining. It was great. Damn. Um, I was surprised that it was like a Shakira show, then a J-Lo yeah. show, and then just one mm-hmm. song together. I thought it was yep. going to be a lot more like they're out there and just going back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I was expecting and I think would have made a better show. I'm being very critical here marla i'm being artistically (laughs) critical on this as i can with two just beautiful women you know shaking their bodies as i can um i thought there'd be a little bit more back and forth and like seeing them singing each other's songs not necessarily but at least dancing with each other's songs but the kind of like your turn then my turn was a little bit surprising because i thought it was going to be kind of a shared show and they did that a little bit at the end while they did some kind of like uh i don't know what you say latin american type or type dancing they did a little bit at the end uh, yeah. i thought there would be yep. a little bit more of that throughout the show uh but i think it was fine it was good yeah it was, it was entertaining good. that was good i enjoy a- it a rod like it um yeah no i thought it was good it's what matters and that's what we're all after yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah again i it was great i'm just worried that like i said fcc is gonna get some calls and we're gonna have to go to like next year is gonna be like jimmy buffett because uh, we have to tone it down a little bit. Yeah, we all got we all. Gotta, it's not gonna be in Miami next year. So we can all, we can all, we can all kind of settle down. <laughs> settle down. No, it's only gonna be in next Vegas. Is in Vegas next year? Is next year in Tampa? Did I? Is it see, Tampa see right? or is it Vegas? Tampa. I thought Tampa they sounds do, right. I thought they had to do Tampa because Vegas wasn't ready yet or something. Oh yeah, I think you're right. So it might be Tampa and then Vegas. They had to do like yeah. a, a a bridge a bridge one. Yeah. Um. I mean, Jimmy Jimmy Buffett's probably around Tampa. He could probably do it. <laughs> He's probably available. Probably, probably around fine. there, not too far. Where, wherever Jimmy Buffett Island is, probably not too far from there. He could probably do it. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's irritating. Um, there was two times where we're like, "This is the Shakira song." No, no, that's not the one we know. That's not the one we know. <laughs> Wait, this is it. This is it. No, 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 that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> And then, and then she finally sang it, but she didn't really even sing it. She just no, like made she, that was it. Shakira was not singing, but J Lo definitely was. Well, Shakira was like, "I know this is a song you want me to sing, and I'm I'm not freaking gonna sing it. It's gonna play, <laughs> but I'm not really gonna sing it." And she made the like blah, 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 noise in that, and I was like, "She's not she's not entertained by singing her most famous song." It was really funny. Um, J Lo, a lot of songs I I knew, right. She has more songs really? than you'd think that you knew. Oh, she's yeah, she's a lot of songs. Yeah, they kept playing like Ja Rule in the background, and I was just waiting for Ja Rule to show up. That <laughs> oh, would've that would have been. If Ja Rule showed up and no Pitbull, that would have been the upset of the lifetime. Oh man, he shows up in his Bucks uniform like last time I saw him. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> what a Ja Rule! All right, <laughs> all right. We got the Super Bowl. Chiefs win. The Super Bowl. That was fun. We did it. Yeah, and no football until September. Just kidding. We got the XFL starting next week. We're going to break 
We're gonna break incredibly that down. surprised how much that was advertised. Incredibly surprised how much that was advertised. Yeah, as before and after yeah. game. Yeah, truth, truth. Actually, the the commercial where there was like the Super Bowl withdrawal, it, the whole mm-hmm. like endorphins in your head thing was like, yeah, a little bit too real, <laughs> a little bit too like. <laughs> like this is actually, yeah, I believe you. Yeah, I believe you. Like when this is gone and you're like not entertained by this, like you will be depressed. It's like whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Fake psychiatrist, settle down. <laughs> I have lots of other things to live for. Don't worry, there's more football. Oh, thank God. I thought I'd have to pay attention to my family and stuff. Holy shit, that was close. <sighs> Brutal. A little too on the nose on that one. All right. <laughs> All right. Super Bowl. That's a wrap on the NFL season. Grab a Super Bowl. Congrats, Kansas City. I'm sure you'll be really drunk by the time you hear this. Still. <laughs> All our fans Kansas City fans. As our president <laughs> says, all our fans in Kansas City, Kansas. Yes, you saw the tweet, too. Unbelievable. Oh, fantastic. To be fair, there is a Kansas City, Kansas. There is a Kansas City, Kansas, to be fair. You're correct. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. makes no sense. But it's like it's like East St. Louis, Illinois. It's like it's, it's a yeah. different place <laughs> than what we're talking about. When we talk about Kansas Oh, freaking A. All right. <laughs> All right. Super Bowl done. Should we all the Badger basketball? Yeah, let's get into one of the more interesting, I was going to say controversial. Maybe controversial is not the right, right word. Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, what a week in basketball it was. Um, started with uh, news that Kobe King was not traveling to the team, with the team, to Iowa. Uh, I think we knew that last time we recorded, right? Uh, we knew that he wasn't going to be part of the trip, uh, and we were yes. kind of confused on why it was. Um, he didn't play in, at Iowa, uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, and then a couple days afterwards announced that he was leaving the team uh, permanently. Uh, I presume he will enter the transfer portal if he's not there in the lounge already. Um, and then we got the the takes the counter takes, all the takes, Marlo, of Kobe King. Before we really knew anything, and I'm still not entirely sure that we uh, we do know uh, too much, but uh, I guess my understanding, and correct me in any of this, I'm wrong, uh, this is basically from uh, Madison newspaper reporting. Uh, Kobe King had been uh, dissatisfied, not so much with his role on the team, although I think that was a little bit of it, but the way he felt uh, the coaching staff, and more particularly Greg Gard, um, I guess treated or um, how in- involved guard was in guess Kobe King, the human as opposed to just Kobe King, the basketball player. Um, and he went into the season with doubts, maybe thought he should have transferred before the season and nothing got better after meetings with guard and decided that it was for whatever reason after the Purdue game was time for him to, to step away from the team Um and, and so he did. Um, that's my understanding of what happened. Uh, anything that I missed or that you want to add to kind of the the summary of it before we move on to how we, I guess, reacted to it and saw other people react to it? Yeah, no, I, nothing to add. I just, I think there's a lot that um, we don't know on both sides mm-hmm. right. of, of this story. But yeah, from the information that's come out, that is a uh, you know that's very well summed up uh, yeah. for what is available. 
Yeah. Uh, I, and I don't know that more will ever really come out. It, it's, yeah. I, I don't know that more should, to be honest, unless unless there is something absolutely significant. When I went mm. into the, when this was announced last week, I was expecting there to be some sort of like I don't know, explosion in the relationship, like in a, some, you know, nuclear thing that happened, but it just seems like a kind of like slowly eroding uh, kind of trust in that relationship that, that went away um, and, and led to this just because of the timing was so weird and we can yeah. get the timing in a little bit, but I thought that's why there was something like a, an incident that happened, but it doesn't seem like that was it. At least that's not, that's been reported. And like I said, maybe it's best. I don't know. It, it probably doesn't suit either party if more really comes out um, unless it is something that like totally validates Kobe King for quitting in the middle of the season. So um, let's, I guess, move on to, I guess, what's your reaction to this? Marla? What, what, I mean, we had the initial reaction of just like confusion. And then that led to, I think, social media people, you know, either team Wisconsin and Greg Gard or team Kobe King and getting into your camps on, on what you think yeah. should happen out of this. Uh, and then I think now we're in kind of where are we now? Where are you, Marlo? Where where were you right away? Where are you now on the Kobe King, Greg Gard? Yeah, situation. When he we, yeah when he didn't make the travel or for personal reasons, I you know read there were some rumblings in there. I, I pretty much figured that meant he was transferring. Was hoping it wasn't. Obviously, it came right. out that he was uh, leaving the team. So I think I braced myself for the initial shock, um, mm-hmm. but it's still it is kind of weird. I think I was I was fairly surprised about the takes that came out of it, the passionate takes that came out of it um, from people upset with, I, I guess it's mostly the timing of, of it, yeah. of it yeah. all. Like we're getting to February, team's trying to make a run. Um, he does play a major role on the team. Like, and it, uh, they put it off as coming or uh, giving up on your team. I think that's a little harsh. I guess I'm, I'm, when you talk about takes and, and camps, I'm I'm trying to like toe the line a little bit because I probably under I can understand Kobe has to make a decision for himself, um, but also understand that there are other guys in the team that you know you could be playing for. But you gotta do what you gotta do what you gotta do. Every person's every person's different. Every situation is different for that person. So I'm kind of I'm sitting I guess in a state of limbo as far as um, my feelings on this. I think you, you know we'll talk a little later. But I, I really, the action of it has kind of created a, a gather the wagons around mentality, mm-hmm. uh, which may be good for the team going forward. We'll see. Um, but you know, I, I I personally wasn't that personally wasn't that didn't have that big of emotion of um, leaving against you know a, a, a negative against Kobe. Yeah, well, I think that's a very <clears throat> twenty uh, twenty twenty type thing where you. Like you can't, if you're criticizing the, you can't criticize the decision because then you're criticizing the individual or you can't criticize the, like it's all or nothing. Like we don't have any nuance in any, any conversation. I can support his decision to not play basketball for the Wisconsin Badgers, which I think he has a right and is able to exercise his ability to do, but I can also criticize the timing of it. And it's not an all or nothing thing. Like I, Hope he finds a place that suits him better and a coach that suits him better. But I am critical of the point that he did it in the middle of the season. If he would have transferred before the season, I probably still would have been critical but would have understood. But doing it in the middle of the season is just so strange, and I still don't understand what kind of the tipping point was. Um, 
and maybe it was whatever the heck happened in Purdue. I'm not sure. Um, but I think it definitely, there is a little bit of a galvanizing of the team. I think you kind of saw that in Iowa and I think more so in Michigan State. Um, I mean, these teams had, in those games, the team had every reason to kind of roll over, and we'll talk about those games in more uh, detail, but they didn't. Um, and I guess we'll talk about that. In a- with the King talk done, let's move on to the Davison suspension, the other drama that was happening uh, with the Badgers this week. Uh, this happened at the end of the Iowa game, and I guess is a repeating uh, situation, Marlo. Uh, the video is pretty clear. Uh, Davison <laughs> tries to, to cut a screen. He uh, extends the left arm up into the nut area of the defender. Um, it's a medical term. Nut area, yeah. Uh, professional here. Um I, I guess I don't know what to I don't know what to make of this, Marlon. So we'll get to the suspension in a minute, but I want to talk about like the action first of all. Yeah. Either Davison has a propensity to do this at the most inopportune times. Yeah. We've seen this before. This is the second or third time we've seen him like elbow a guy in the nuts as he comes off the screen. So either he does this all of the time and <laughs> never gets called for it, or he does it at the most inopportune times. And I can't I can't wrap my head around which of these is true it seems to be that he just does it the most inopportune time yeah i i don't know yeah i guess i would go with the latter the most unopportune times i think uh, yeah brad davison in my book he's a really he's a tough try hard player he's gonna try hard and it's like you know if he's not rubbing he's not racing right (laughs) he's gonna try every little advantage he's gonna be uh very verse in Trying to gain an advantage wherever he can, right? Playing right below the the uh, the book line. So, to your point, I think it's it's also yeah. By an, not only unopportune times, it's always in that uh, like games people are actually watching, right? Yeah. It's never it's never like it's never like those they got a crappy games at like eleven a.m. on a Saturday against Northwestern or something. It's Primetime game, uh, primetime game. Everybody's watching against ranked team, and this happens. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think it's. So I'm trying. I'm trying to wrap my head around this because I, I've, you know, obviously followed Brad Davison a lot. I, I feel like I know his character. Great guard has talked to his character, which maybe yeah. we can talk about. Great guard talking to people's character in a little bit, um, <laughs> but he doesn't like. He doesn't seem like a jerk. He seems like a very humble, like hardworking person. And I'm just trying to wrap my head around. Like I, I'm not saying he's not elbowing people in the nuts because he or hitting yeah, people in the nuts. Clearly, he's is. hitting people in the nuts. <laughs> I don't get how it's happening. And and I guess my defense would be that he's trying to get around this screen so hard that even when he realizes he can't get around the screen, because you're taught to, you know you. So you're going around a screen, right? You want to swing your arm around on the yep. uh, outside of the person's body so you can create leverage to get around them. That he, even when he can't do that, he still tries to do that and then hits him in the nuts. That's a very obviously a very gracious way to look at it. Yes. And I don't, I just can't, I just, like I said, I can't wrap my head around it because it just seems to happen in the, in the worst of times to do it. So... He did it. He got on the nuts. And because he's Brett Davison, he doesn't get a charge call that would change the uh, fortune of the game. 
in his favor, he gets this call, which seals the game in Iowa's favor, and then he gets suspended for the Michigan State game. So with that, I, I, I don't know. Is it fair that he should have been suspended for the game or not? I don't know. Uh, um, I, yeah, I that's I. If one thing I can agree is like what what constitutes. I didn't. I, I I don't know. Maybe you did. I didn't read any explanation of exactly what the suspension was for, like specifically. Yeah. Right. It was a, like they called it a flagrant two on on the court. We got the extra, the uh, the free throw and 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 the the ball back. But what constituted the actual suspension? I don't know. Was it a repeat offense? Was it just an, an outrageous offense? I I don't I I don't know. But yeah. At the same that, time, is is this what we're doing for flagrant ones? Every time we're gonna rev- we're gonna review them after a review and see if we need a suspension after that. Just seemed weird. Just seemed weird. Yeah. It, well, first of all, they counted the basket and then they got the ball back. It it, it it just seemed like everything in the game favored Iowa and they got the result. And then there was suspension upon it, which. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you could say it was a repeat thing, but is that clear? I'm not. I'm not really sure. It seemed a little bit surprising. I. I. In one hand, because I know the outcome of what happened, I'm glad that there was some sort of punishment to hopefully stop this from happening and kind of get him to realize like whatever is happening in these moments of extreme pressure that mm-hmm. you don't freaking do this again because yeah. it's costing us not only games but like wake up and, and realize what you're doing um so i'm glad that there was some sort of punishment even though uh, i'm not sure one is was necessarily warranted so let's dive into the games marla we had two games this week yep. uh, we yep. lost at iowa 68 62 um a a game in which so going into the game if we go back to kind of the kobe king situation and, and talk about yep. where we're at we we knew at this point kobe king wasn't traveling with the team he did not play um and so we went into the game under this kind of kind of confusion. Wisconsin uh, came out, was up. Uh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Was tied at half, thirty to thirty. Came out with a big halftime lead, only to lose it with a absolutely brutal five minute scoreless stretch in the second half. From seven minutes left to two minutes left, Wisconsin failed to score, allowing um, Iowa to come back into the game and eventually take the lead. Um, absolutely brutal scoreless stretch. And part of why you hate watching this team. Yes, 100%. It was, what, a 16-point lead that was what? evaporated within that five minutes? Yeah. Uh, um, somewhere, uh, maybe 12. I don't know. Either way, it, it was a lead that felt comfortable, that went away extremely fast. Um, you know, again, again, like you said, that five-minute drought of not scoring, something we're not not accustomed to, but at yep. the same time, it's it's still frustrating every single time. Um, and I, and then, again, it's all about are they going to take advantage of it on the other side of the ball, and Iowa absolutely did. And it felt like a game, too, that even without uh, Kobe there, even at the halftime we were uh, tied, I f- the feeling at that time was that we were still in control of this game. Iowa, yes, they were ranked, but did not – at that particular time feel like a team that was going to overwhelm Wisconsin uh, mm-hmm. as we as we went through that game. So that that sort of swing towards the end of the game. I, and I, I talked to a lot of people, not a lot of people, I, I talked to some few people who like, once we were up, that seven minutes left, turned the game off, thought we had it, woke up, and like, <laughs> what the hell happened? I was like half a tick away from that, but I was like, I can't do this for a team. 
And I actually sat through there, very frustrated, and went to bed very angry. Yeah, pointing out to going back to my Davison point, there was a point uh, six minutes twenty eight seconds left. I'm looking at the 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 play by play. Yeah, um, Joe Trussant barreled his way through the lane, absolutely ran over Brad Davison. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It was definitely a charge, and they called the blocking foul on Brad Davison, counted the layup because he's Brad Davison. And sure, every call now, I shouldn't say every call, but there is a a narrative against Brad Davison that he doesn't get these calls. He took a charge here. Troussant makes the layup, gets three-point play. We go from being up uh, 11 points at that time. We would have had the ball to up eight. An absolutely brutal swing that threw the whole game out of loop, and it was in the midst of their comeback. It was the tipping point of their comeback. And if that call doesn't happen... The game is completely different, and I just, I just, I cannot help but look at that play and go, "This is completely different." And if his name isn't Brad Davison, if his mm-hmm. name is Demetrius Trice, if his name is uh, whatever, any any other player on the Badgers or any other player in the Big Ten, that doesn't happen because it's Brad Davison, and he's scrutinized. That happens. Uh, he should stop punching people in the nuts. But <laughs> yes, yeah, that play just sticks out in my head because their crowd was dead. Wisconsin was winning. We had them on the ropes, and that play yep. happens. And if they call that foul on Trusant, which it was absolutely a foul on Trusant, um, it's a completely different game, and we win that game. Um, just, just so frustrating. I do just want to point out, not that I'm one to complain about officiating, Marla, because you know me, yeah. I don't complain about officiating. Nope, never. Uh, never. Personal fouls, twenty-eight to fifteen, Wisconsin against Iowa. Iowa shot thirty-two <sighs> free throws to Wisconsin's eleven. Uh, the officiating was absolutely brutal, especially during that final stretch. Uh, the Badgers' bigs were in foul trouble all game because anytime Garza went inside and he was breathed on, he was a foul was called for him. Absolutely brutal officiating throughout that whole game. It was extremely frustrating to watch, uh, and I guess captivated, cannot captivated. The tipping point for me uh, was that charge Andrew song I just cannot yeah. I still can't believe it absolutely frustrating and I that doesn't explain the rest of the drought from Wisconsin that doesn't explain what happened afterwards but the game felt like it hung in the balance there and you know we had the dagger to their throat so to speak and the refs let them off the hook and uh let off from there um no I agree I'm not I am truly not wanting to complain about officiating but I was thinking to myself the whole time like I'm going to come on here and complain about officiating because it was crap you had you mentioned the Davis um and one and it wasn't I don't know if it was the next possession or the possession after that it was we had another and one where, where Iowa clearly traveled along the baseline yeah. in route to that layup no call on that travel, and it was an and one, which brought it back down into that the two possession game. Um, that kind of, yeah, that went from there, and then it was just in that was just that was just in crunch time. It didn't even we're not even going to talk about you know like you said throughout the game with the foul dis, uh, disrupt, discrepancies and whatnot. But I think it was a terrible officiated game. Well, it was one of those like I guess going back to the to the Super Bowl, right? Like in the Super Bowl, they didn't call anything. And you were like, mm-hmm. fine, that's fine, because they're not calling anything either way. But in this game, it, it just felt lopsided. Like, you're calling everything on one end. You're, there's nothing on the other end. Uh, and you're just co- equating it. You know, and the announcers are there like, oh, good hands. So they're freaking slapping at everything. Ugh, mm-hmm. So frustrating. Um, 
So this Iowa game, uh, so I was watching this game, and I went 68-62. We didn't score for that 72-minute stretch. And I was watching this game, and I was like, our guys just feel tired. They look tired. They look like they could use another guy. Yeah. <laughs> God, I was like, this, and I was like, God damn it, would have been great if we had freaking Kobe King in this game. Because I look back at this, and this, if we, if Kobe King was in this game, I, at least the way that it went, right, you would think that we'd win this game. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, 100%. And it, it, it's so frustrating to look at that. And maybe we'll dive in a, a little bit more to the Michigan State game, but I just want to point that out here. So let's move yeah. on to Michigan State Marlowe. So go yes. on to the Michigan State game. Let's just set where your mindset was at. I want to I know where your mindset was at going in this game because, to be honest, this might have been the least excited I was for a Wisconsin basketball game in, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't even know. The least excited I was for Wisconsin basketball game since I can even remember. I can't even remember yeah, a, counter, a counterpoint. With, yeah, so, with the... Ni- Go ahead. Yeah, so you're, yeah, you're, you're about to say is between the Iowa and this game, the news came down at this, pretty much the same time that Kobe was transferring, Davidson's suspension, going to this game, I thought this is when the bottom, the, the bottom just falls out from the season. No shot we have anything. We just lost to Michigan State by whatever... 20 some points with a 13 point run at the end of right. end of the uh end of the game. There's no way this is going to even be a a contest. So I was going into it borderline should I even watch this game and just, or should I just enjoy my Saturday? Yeah. Well, we're professionals, Mel. So we watch Yes, it. But we are professionals. But I yeah, I I was the least excited, the least I've gone into Badger games where I'm like, I think we're going to lose this game. Purdue game, great example. I went into mm-hmm. that and like I don't think we're going to win this, but I'm going to watch it just in case. Going into this game just the cloud around the program with the Kobe King thing, um, the Davidson suspension. We're playing what we played seven players in this game. I mean, my God, yeah. uh, I just went into this going like there's. I had no expectation. It, it was so brutal. Um, and then flip, we came out. We were on fire. We were hitting everything on fire. Um, built can we give a shout out to the Cole Center? We can give because it was rocking. Anybody we want. I was not. I mean, I wasn't there, but like from. A lot of times in, from TV and, and being there, it just seems like the Cole Center is just, I don't want to say dead, but very mute yeah, until towards the sure. end of the game. This one, the crowd was up from the beginning. Uh, multiple standing ovations throughout, was energized throughout the game. And I know it's Michigan State and everything, but it was just, it seemed electric. It seemed like back in the day when we used to go, Casey, yeah. watch a game and be up the whole time. So shout out Cole Center fans. Yeah, good job, Closer fans. Um, in general, very obvious. I know you're listening. Students <laughs> students need to be along along the side of the court. Oh, it needs God. to happen. It hasn't the happened. Best college atmospheres have that. I know it costs you a little bit of cash, but freaking make that happen because <laughs> the students belong there. They belong impacting the game, uh, and I think our our student section has deserved that. Anyway, uh, betters come out hot. Uh, they go into half right with a. Um, would end up being like a, a 15 point lead, something like that going in yep. half, uh, end up holding on. I, I don't know. What do you want to say? Marlo? Miraculously, <laughs> yeah. uh, they went through, they went through another stretch early in the second yep. half. They went, they there went through go. another, another five, drought. seven minute stretch where they didn't score. Michigan State came all the way back. Why is my graphic not showing? They took the lead. Didn't they take the lead for a little bit? They did not take the lead. They nope. never did nope. take the okay. lead. Okay. Two, two bad credit. They can't. Yeah. They had times. There was balls that were in the air. That would yeah. have taken the lead. Um, 
uh, a couple of times, but yeah, for sure. yeah, it was okay. it got very scary. But uh, to the point, Michigan State never took the lead in the second half. All right, you're right. They 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 came back. We had our, our normal our normal stretch where Marlowe tweeted out or texted out. Excuse me, not tweeted, texted out that he hated this team. <laughs> Which at the time I was like, can't argue, can't argue with that. Um, <laughs> can't argue with that. It was it was very frustrating to build that lead and then then just let it go. Uh, but I just I guess if we if we look back, so the final score sixty four sixty three. It really was. I mean, obviously that was the final score. I can't say the final score wasn't the final score, but we really won by four points. Sure. How it felt, we won by four points. Um, we got in a couple extra free throws. They made a three-pointer or two that they sh- probably shouldn't have if we were actually playing defense. Whatever. We probably won by four points. That feels better than a, the one-point victory that it was. Um, I don't know. Looking at this game, though, absolutely mm-hmm. amazing performance by Trice and Brevin Pritzel. Absolutely yes. amazing. Both so obviously this is in the wake of the Davis suspension, which we talk about Kobe King off the team. We legitimately have seven players on our team in this <laughs> game who can play. Uh Trice and Pritzel play thirty nine minutes each. Uh Trice scoring fourteen points, Pritzel scoring ten, a couple really big, not just Pritzel standing out there shooting threes, but a couple baskets in the paint. A turnaround that was freaking fantastic. Um, big up to those guys. Those guys were fantastic in this game. But I think the highlight was Aleem Ford, Marlo. Uh, uh, yeah, Ford. we had a Aleem Ford sighting. We had a Aleem Ford sighting. And I think if this team is going to make a run, if this team is going to be something without Kobe King, it, it has to be not Aleem Ford doing what he did in this game, shooting five for six, two for two from three-pointers, 13 points. Not necessarily that. I'll take that, <laughs> but not necessarily that, but being this more aggressively in Ford, not just taking the deep threes while I granted mm-hmm. he went two for two in this game, but he went inside twice being more aggressive. He, he drove and kicked a couple times. If he can be that aggressive player, I think he can make up for what will miss in Kobe King. Well, yeah, I, I, you alluded to the, the, it was the Aleem Ford. He wasn't settling for the three. He was looking to attack. And those threes yeah. that he did make, they came in the rhythm of the offense. It didn't yeah. see. It wasn't a jack up. It wasn't something that, hey, I got the ball finally. I'm going to shoot. You know, it, you know that it probably comes with knowing that he's going to have more time on the court. But he was looking to score first at the basket, and then everything else came on around it. And that was good to see because before that, I was just chucking it up for no reason. Yeah, for sure. There was a lot of too many possessions where the Chicago was running down and all of a sudden it's a lean forward in his hand for some reason. And you're like, why does he have the ball? And then he's shooting. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, why is this happening? Um, I don't know. It, this was, it was a weird game because we were up early and you just felt the energy. And then Michigan State came back and you're like, oh, oh shit, it's going to happen again. This is exactly what happened in Iowa. And then they held on despite everything. And I, I don't know. I just think that's a testament to this team. I think it's a testament to the players on the court. Um, you could see after the game what it meant to Reavers, to Trice, to, to Potter. Yep. You know, people just exclaiming after the game how much that meant to them. I mean, a, a big win against against Michigan State. Um, yeah. Can you give me a hot, hot take for the game? 
Sure, I'd love to hear a hot take from you. <laughs> I'd save it again because I was definitely, as I was, especially as I was watching the first half and the beginning of the second half, I was like, I was so ready to get on your hot take of the game. I wasn't going to say it, but I'm going to. Um, is this team better without Davison? Better without Davison? Without Davison? It seemed like the ball was moving a little, uh, a little more fluently. We did have the uh, the only thing that gave me pause is we did have the the lull of scoring in the second half. First half was amazing. In the second half, we had that lull of scoring. But um, yeah, I'll put it out there. Do we, I mean, you was could, it, I think you could easily say, a, "Is this team better without Kobe you King?" Could go ahead, throw Kobe in there. Fine, but I think you know with Davison. For me, with Davison. What I saw, and I know, and yeah. Trice has this problem too, where he gets the ball and it stays, and it becomes a black hole in his hand. Yeah. But when you have two players out there where it's like that, and it's this two man slash two person black hole at the end of the shot clock becomes uh, not a good thing. What I saw without Davis in there in this particular game was there was a yeah. little more free flowing, even when even at times when the shot clock got down, we were still looking for the shot as we moved around, as opposed to Oh, it's in someone's hand. Let's see if we can get a get a bucket, which ends up not even driving to the basket, but it's a uh, a deep chuck from outside, essentially. Yeah. No, I I think from an offensive standpoint, I think you can totally because if you look at it, Davidson's minutes were essentially taken by Pritzel, right? And yep. in the offensive end, I think you'd rather have Pritzel than Davidson, right? He yep. he can create. Well, I don't know. I, maybe you don't like when Davidson has his hands on the ball late in the shot clock. Yeah, uh, I don't think any Badger fan does. Uh, <laughs> and and Pritzel is a better shooter and spaces the floor better. But I think where you lose is on the defensive end, and I think that's a, a testament to how well Pritzel played in this game uh, as our number two guard. Because our number one lineup in this game was Pritzel, Trice, uh, Wall, or Potter, Reavers, and Ford. And the fact that we defended Michigan State with Pritzel as our two guard is absolutely unbelievable. And I, if Pritzel can replicate that, that's fantastic. I would love to play <laughs> yeah. him at the two guard. I just don't see that happening yeah, uh, fair. necessarily going forward. Uh, so on the offensive end, yeah, I would, I, I would totally agree with you that I, I would rather have Pritzel out there that, than than Davison, uh, at least for the floor spacing. Uh, let alone maybe maybe the shot creation, which I think Pritzel showed you a little bit more than what he's been capable of in the past. But I think where you run into a little bit of trouble is on the defensive end. And somehow we managed on the defensive end uh, without Davison. Uh, I was surprised uh, by how we fared without uh, Kobe King in this game on the forward position. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's, I guess, mainly covered by how well Ford played. I think if Ford played poorly, you would see a glaring hole there uh, with Kobe King. And uh, Tyler Wool had played... 20 minutes and had a pretty poor performance and he had been kind of coming on and that's who I thought would kind of step up and kind of take some of the Kobe King shots, some of the Kobe King uh, minutes. Uh, the minutes were there. The shots were not. He finished one for seven or four, three from three. A couple rebounds that he's kind of tending to get, but only two points. Um, so maybe if Ford and Wall can kind of pick up the offensive side of Kobe King, I don't know. It's still to be seen and it's weird What's so weird about it, and I think we talked about this about the timing of with Kobe King, is that we have to figure this out in the middle of the freaking season. Yeah, how this yeah. is going to work out? How, how is going to work? Yeah, the where's our rotation is going to come from? It's such a freaking weird position to be in. Um, but I think so. All right. Um, I don't want to get Greg start Greg guard stuff yet. <laughs> I'm going to table that for a second. Um, I just I think 
maybe we owe a thanks. Wisconsin fans owe a thanks to Xavier Tillman, who just yes. missed thanks. like eight layups for some reason. Yeah. Point blank layups. There were a lot of points where Michigan State could have taken the lead. Again, I thought they did earlier in the podcast, <laughs> but they were right there, and he just like missed a bunny, missed a layup, missed a misread a pass. He was just off. He, I think he finished like three for sixteen or something absolutely insane. Three for fifteen, it was. Uh, he finished with seven points. Absolutely, it, unbelievable performance in a negative way for him. He's a great player, and for whatever reason, in this game, he just had Irvin Johnson stone hands, as Bucks fans would know, and just was off. It was so bizarre. Yeah, and, but welcome. Uh, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> very, I'll take, very, I'll, I'll take it. But like, very if he makes those bunnies, are we? I think this is a much different narrative and conversation. That I think we're going to have in a moment when we talk about Greg Guard. But uh, if he just makes those, maybe this is completely different. And it feels completely different than how I feel right now about Greg Guard and the Badger program. No, the pro- it would be a completely different. It, you know, be coming off two losses where he gave away a substantial lead Huge in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he was yep. in fourth quarter with those bunnies. And, uh, I think it was it Gus Johnson and Jim Jackson were on the call. And, and Jim, I can't remember which one. They had both alluded to it that those were kind of, that might have, that was probably the difference in the game. Was if you yeah. you know you make those, it becomes a, a immensely different situation for especially for the Badgers on the offensive side. So thanks, Tillman. Appreciate. I did. I did like when. Uh... Jackson was asked about his favorite college player, and he said his son. Yeah, That's well, right. that was yeah. fantastic. That was fantastic. And then he's like, "Okay, second. He's like, "Ah, I don't know." <laughs> he, did, he did end up on Pearl Washington, who I didn't see, but uh, great answer. But it was, it was really funny where he's like, "Oh, I actually have to come up with a real answer." Oh crap, uh, that was fun. Um, but yeah, another game, Marlo. Uh, no lead is safe. You know, better just no lead is safe. He, I, maybe you know we talk about. Like when you were at both of these games, Iowa and Michigan State. Yeah. There was especially Iowa, there was a point where I was like, All right, we're cool. I'm just gonna sit and watch this game and coast through and just make notes on like little things here and there and thought we were good. And both of these games and other games ago it was that is never the case. I was never able to be comfortable with twelve, sixteen, twenty point lead. That is weird to me. All right, well, counterpoint. Mm-hmm. This is a style. This is basketball in 2020. Mm-hmm. I say here, I watch. I was watching a Houston Rockets game earlier today. I watched a Bucks game earlier today. <laughs> you watch basketball, and you're like, your team's up 18 points, and you're like, well, yeah. I don't know. This is going to happen. And you can talk about Wisconsin slowing the game down, and let's talk about pace. Let's talk about, let's talk about the system Wisconsin has. You know what Wisconsin does? They shoot by the hoop and shoot, and they hit threes. Mm-hmm. You know who else does that? Every freaking NBA team. <laughs> Fair. That's where everyone else shoots. They shoot threes. They shoot in the post. Wisconsin does the same freaking thing. And, yeah, you can talk about it being a slow pace. You can talk about the system being slow. I get that. You work for the shot. You work for a good shot. It's going to be inside or it's going to be outside. That's always been the swing offense. That's what the NBA is now. The NBA is a little quicker. They go for a layup, or if not, they're just going to jack a three when the first one's opportune. But Wisconsin basketball works for a little bit of a better shot. Maybe they don't get it. Maybe it's Brad Davidson rushing a three when the shot clock's running out. 
But God's not too far from the NBA. And if you're sitting here looking at the Wisconsin system and saying that they can't produce NBA talents, they're doing the exact same darn thing that the NBA is doing. Maybe a little bit slower, but you're getting the same shots. And there's a little bit of mini rant, Marlo. I'm sorry. I let it in. No, that. don't be sorry. Um, Never be sorry for mini it, rants. And like it is in the NBA, you go through spurts where it's like, shit, we jack up good shots. And you look at Wisconsin, you look up these stretches. These threes are open. And they just they make thirty five forty percent of them. You know what happens? Shit, sixty five sixty percent of the other time. I did some quick math there. I, I, I couldn't. I they miss those wide open shots because they're college kids. And yep. and you go through these ebbs and flows. And if I I don't know I I just think if I'm I look at it like I'm a Houston Rockets fan, right? I have to live mm-hmm. through these ebbs and flows because that's what we're doing. And the, the counterpoint of that, Marlo, right, is that you should. Uh, we don't have James Harding or. <laughs> Well, the counterpoint is you should the the whole point of the swing office is you get high percentage shots down low. Yep. Also, yep. that we're not really getting that that can break up these these uh, scoring droughts. But I don't. I anyway. I, I'm kind of leading into our, our next topic here as yep. I say this. Yeah. So I can feel right, you well, fired up. After Iowa, uh, there was some. Uh, I would say. I would say graffiti. I would say graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> I would say people uh, desecrated a building. Uh, that's a bit much, I guess. Um, but, but with some, sticky notes. Yeah. You know what it was? Was it sticky notes? I didn't. I didn't. Freaking nerds. <laughs> well, at least get some spray paint. My God. Um, so with so, uh, let's go going in between Iowa uh, and leading in this game. There was some. Unease with the program, right? Some e- unease with. Um, I've we talked about the Kobe King story coming out, kind of yep. his side of the story. Greg Gard, I think, had some reactions to it uh, in, in the article, um, and there was some ease. I think after the Iowa loss on campus, and continues to be some ease with Greg Gard's coaching position, at least within our friend group. Yeah. Um, Continuing, and it sounds like there were some unhappy fans at the Michigan State game with Great Garden, Marlo. Yeah, so I, I didn't hear it. I it's um I wasn't. I mean, I don't know if they televised the. I'm pretty sure they didn't the, the player announcements on TV. Um, mm-hmm. I had some time where I left after the game to drive down to Chicago. I happened to have the AM radio on. Decided to keep it on as they were taking old school calls from people on AM radio. Uh, talking about the game, and heard that there were some boos coming out of the crowd when Greg Gard was announced. You know, after they do the players, they do the coaches. Greg Gard yeah. is announced. The boos. Apparently, these boos were coming mostly from the student section. Uh, other sections, you know, not so happy about it. But I think it speaks to, like you were saying, the uh, frustration. I uh, there's a lot of theories of if it's students um siding with kobe again going back to maybe there's stuff we don't know about um or as you were saying before frustration with the program as far as like these are the things we're used to as you know now we're, we're fighting like things we're used to of of tradition of winning tradition of hey we're gonna make the tournament but now it's like can we make the tournament type of thing but mm. it it was vocalized at the Cole Center from the student section. Uh, very, and it was very pointed. Just the student section was on the booing side, as opposed to the rest of the stadium. Yeah, 
Well, all right. It's fine. Great. Um, that I would liken this to, um, I remember our friend Dan. He was at a, a national championship game. He was watching it um, at a at a, pub, Good a, a local pub, yep. um, as they do. And our basketball team lost, said national yep. championship game. Yep. And a young whippersnapper was behind him and said, don't worry, we'll be back, or something along those lines. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, be, yeah, we'll be there next year. Great. Yep. And um, I, he might have grabbed him by the face and said, <laughs> you don't understand this doesn't happen to Wisconsin basketball. <laughs> and I would say to the young student sections, relax. This doesn't happen to Wisconsin basketball. We are not Final Four teams all the time. We should aspire to that. Yes, we are not that. But we have a good coach, and we are doing well with what we have. Everybody, settle down. And Marlo, I would like to, mm. with that, before I go into my rant, Ooh. let's talk about what Greg, Greg Gard said. Sure. After sure. the Michigan State yeah. basketball game, what did Greg Gard? He was very, he was media? very consistent. He, he's very consistent on these quotes that he was saying. I know what you're about to say, and it came at multiple, multiple interviews. Yeah. And then the floor is yours. And then it's fun. Floor is yours. Okay, so Greg Gard after the game, very pointedly said, "I'm very proud of the players on this team who want to play mm-hmm. for Wisconsin mm-hmm. and are here and part of our program." And some could read between the lines and say, say that was a veiled shot at Kobe King. And I would say you're partially right, <laughs> but to, to a greater extent, I would say Greg Gard has gone through a week in which his entire persona was questioned in which his entire coaching career was questioned because of a basketball player who didn't fit with the program who didn't like the coach decided to transfer all of us love bill ryan marlo uh, yeah yep, all of yep, us yep. love bill ryan were they questioning bill ryan when jared utoff transferred were they going yeah. hmm, here's an all-state player who's transferring out of the wisconsin program Mm-hmm. Were we all saying, Marlo, maybe this guy isn't right for us because this one player is transferring? Instead, we had a team who, in the face of a player transferring in the midst of the season, declaring that, who went on the road to Iowa and almost won a basketball game, who then came back with their second, third most important player suspended and won a basketball game against Michigan State, seemingly rallying around said coach when everything said they should quit and give up on the season. (laughs) Does that not speak to the coach's ability? Does that not speak to the coach's ability to fight through adversity in a season that already had adversity because of what the team had been through? Okay, I... I, I think your comparison is a little apples oranges, but I'll go with it. I'll go with it. I comparison is oranges to oranges and apples and apples. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I'll go with it. I think the this situation with guard a little different because yeah, were they frustrated with the the COVID decision and probably blamed it on him? Sure, but I think it's a culmination of the actual season and that on top of it, right? It's not only that uh, a player wants to transfer, but it's also the you know pre Big Ten season losing the crappy teams coming into the Big Ten season, uh, you know 
getting blown out by Purdue, losing leads late, not finishing games. The you know, and again, we're still in it. You're absolutely right. We're still we're still in it. But I think the frustrating part, if I'm gonna take the sides of a student, is having all of that. And there's been a lot of turmoil since June, you know, with uh the whole with with the Moore accident going on that this team has had to deal with. And I'll give you that to you. And Gar's just trying to keep it all together. But from a pan, uh, fan's perspective is, is that the it all comes down. The season isn't going as well as expected, especially with everyone coming back. Then you have this transfer issue. And then we're still like the turmoil with, with coming off that Iowa game. I could see the frustration. But to your I point. I don't, I, don't see, I don't see the frustration before the Purdue after before the Iowa game, excuse me. After yeah. the Purdue game, sure we lose a Purdue on the road. Fine. We win the Iowa game, which we probably would have with Kobe King. Mm-hmm. And then so what if we won at Iowa and lost against Michigan State at home in a close game? We feel great. We feel fine. Like you wanna go you wanna go fifty fifty in those games. You wanna you wanna win one, you wanna lose one. I would have expected it to go the other way. If Kobe King's still on the team the idea that he transferred because of the direction of the team, how the team was performing, that doesn't line up with what was happening. The team was on the upswing. The team was performing better than it had earlier in the season overall, especially sure. in a very tough Big Ten conference. So yeah. the the idea the idea that very tough, I will say, very uh, <laughs> everybody's very good. Everybody is good in the Big Ten. There's sure. no weak teams outside of Northwestern, which we play twice. So I don't know how much I want to say that. Um, the idea that it's like all of a sudden this season was tailspinning doesn't line up to what was actually happening, especially if you go back to when Kobe King quit on the team. It doesn't line up. I I mean, if well, it's you got to go back. You got to look fine. at time. We just thing, came off. It's not, it's we just came point. off two like blowout losses for, and then two blowout losses a blow, a, into a blowout loss to, at Michigan State. At Purdue mm-hmm. with a sure. huge win against Nebraska at home in the middle. Damn. Whoa, you just okay? It's, come on, you just said huge win Nebraska in basketball. No, I said huge loss, huge loss at home win. Oh, I thought you said huge win. win. Sorry, that's my bad. No, Whew. no. It's Casey, different. I thought it's I knew different. you. We're good. We're good. We're still good. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. But as I think those two is like those two two blowout loss going into Iowa and then having it on the brink and then it's not. That we, not that Wisconsin lost the game, but it was obviously the manner in which they lost, which has again been a pattern of how we lose games, which is not closing out games at the end that we have. But won. that's it. But that's not why Kobe King was in that game. That's not why he. I don't know. No, no. I, 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 I okay. It's, yeah. It's, as you're, fans, you're, all, you're, you're mixing the two. What I'm trying to say, you're mixing the two. What I'm we're trying to say is the all them on top of each other. I'm not trying to separate them each. I'm saying yeah. that. Being as stacked a fan, on top you're of saying that. Yes. All right. Yeah. So I okay. So after the game, Greg Carr came out. Yep. And said he appreciated the people on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I think, as I said, this is in spite of his character, his coaching being greatly questioned. And I just want to read out. I'm just going to list them. I don't know if these names mean anything, Marlo. People who yep. came out to support Greg Gard's character, as far as caring about them as individuals and supporting them and progressing their career. All right. Frank Comiskey, you heard of him? National Player of the Year. Jordan Never Taylor, one of the best badgers of all time. John Luer, Brian Butch all came out and said, Greg Gard supported us as individuals 
that only has basketball players. I don't. I'm not here to say Greg Gard is the best basketball coach of all time, but sure. Kobe King. Kobe King came out and said Greg Gard doesn't care about us as people. We're just a means to an end for him. And these people who, granted, Bill Ryan was the head coach, but Greg Gard mm-hmm. was the number one assistant for them. Mm-hmm. All vouch for Greg Gard's character. I just want to mention that in favor of Greg Gard. Greg Gard's character. Sure. Kobe's also trying to make a case for his hardship so he can play right away. This is all all politicking. That's fine. I also want to point out Sam Decker, who said, (laughs) I see many people ask me what I think of the recent UW news. I really don't know the circumstances of the situation, and I am literally as far away. He's in Russia (laughs) as he can be right now, so I can't make a well-informed remark. That said, I love my school and hope the Badgers win every game forever, and God damn it, I love that quote. That is, that is so Are you guys brothers? House. Are you guys brothers? Because that says God, like something. That is exactly what I would say. I don't know anything was happening, but go Badgers to win every game. I will. I, and and the, last thing, the last thing I want to put on, on Greg Gart, Marlo. Um, yep. Okay, two things I want to point out. Uh, as far as when I'm quoting people, my screen just went blank. Okay, it's back. Um, Tom Izzo. We're all yeah. big fans of Tom Izzo on this podcast, right, Marlo? He said, no. after the game, quote, I'm happy for guard. I'm a coach's coach. And we got our ass kicked today by a team that played for their coach, played for True. their school, yeah. played for each other. So if you think great guards comments were directed at Kobe King, I cite you to Tom Izzo's comments. No. <laughs> it's Tom, it's Tom, are, Tom Izzo's comments are absolutely correct. This team got together around what was going on. And that's awesome. That's a testament to the players, a testament to how they feel about the coach. Not a question. That's 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 having have the, the players buy That's what I'm so frustrated in. with, Marlo. That's what I'm so frustrated with. No, it, it's one thing that the players trust your coach. It's fine. You can trust your coach. I just don't think he's a good coach. And how many, I, how many, how many top 10, how, how many top 15... 20 teams. Okay. How many how many unless, bottom unless, how many bottom how many bottom 25 teams did, we, did guard lose to? Unless probably zero. Tom, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of teams out there. There's we lost the three this season alone. <laughs> unless Tom Izzo's playing like 40 chess, he's like I'm going to keep guard around by company. <laughs> uh, all right, here. Marlo, so, here's, but it's 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 a it's a, it's a coach club. I don't disagree with what Izzo was saying and I don't agree with that. I it's they're all true. Go ahead. All right. Here's here's the coach you're stuck with, Marlo. Here's yeah. Greg Gard, who you're stuck with. Yeah. He's third in the Big Ten with wins since he started as a head coach. Mm-hmm. He's bringing in the best recruiting class in program history next year. None wow. of which who none of which who have wavered in light of the Kobe King situation, which is yeah. the number one recruiting class in college basketball in 2021. That's your coach, Marlo. <laughs> So I was gonna take that. I was gonna take you, that. You, you got to That's your coach, man. That's I'm, really coach. I'm really fired right. up. I'm really fired up. Now this all changes how the season goes, and we need to win. He needs to win freaking basketball games to earn this. But I don't know. I don't know the way the Kobe King thing came out, and the way in which I saw. I guess it's not. The way the Kobe thing came out wasn't that about his being a basketball coach. It was that mm-hmm. he doesn't care about his players. And that frustrates me because everything I've heard about Greg Gard and his staff has been about how freaking much they care about their players. And to see these other players come out, I'm not talking about as a, a X and a, X's and O's and a, about a, how good a coach he is. He can win and lose games. 
But the way Kobe King commented on it was about him as a person. And that's what frustrates me, I think. Okay, that's fair. And we can talk about X's and O's and winning games and five-minute scoreless streaks till (laughs) we're blue in the face. But you talk about Greg Gard not caring. I don't think that's true based on what I've what I've seen. So that that's what frustrates me. And you know, X's and O's will come out as we play Minnesota next week and Ohio State next week, Marlo. So next yeah. week, Wednesday. Remember when Ohio State was ranked number five and we beat them? That was cool. We beat them. We went into Ohio State and we beat them. They're going to come visit us. Um, but before that, we are at Minnesota. Some would say a desperate Minnesota um, as as we face them. Uh, they are struggling in the Big Ten. They are sitting at 11. I saw 11 and 10. Yeah, 11 and 10, 5 and 6 in conference. So just behind us in conference play. It feels like a make or break game, Marlo. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Um, these are, so I, in my opinion, the two games, the we have to win. Badgers have to win, right? It's We're talking two in the same boat, middle of the pack, Big Ten team teams that are still yeah. vying for NCAA tournament bids. Yeah, uh, but these are the maybe, games that maybe we have a to little wait. bit it, less in Minnesota's case, but yeah, yeah, okay, sure. But it's yeah, it's good to beat the Michigan State. It's good to beat the ranked teams. But these are the time. These are the type of games that you got to take care of business of, right? It is good. Got to go in, teams. You're right. Yeah, it is. But these are the type of games. Also, <laughs> like the letdown can't happen. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, we can't have the letdown. You get these two Wednesday. Uh, and Sunday, and you look at the rest of the schedule, and it's what you call "quote unquote" manageable, more manageable yeah. than uh, we were, you know, kind of tap heavy. But yeah, so anyways, Minnesota, Ohio State, the games that I don't, they're not scheduled losses that you like to say. They shouldn't be scheduled losses. These should be should not. W's. Yeah, uh, I'm interested. Minnesota's going to be tough. They have a. a- Toro on the inside. Uh, he's a big body in the inside. Um, I, I think you think back about what Wisconsin's done against kind of premier post players. Um, you kind of think about Xavier Tillman, right, who obviously struggled recently. How much of that was Wisconsin defense? How much of that was just him in an off game? I don't know. But I kind of more think about uh, back to the Garza game where um, he really just kind of beat us on low. Again, foul calling enabled maybe um wonder how wonder how that's gonna go or is it gonna be more like a Rutgers game where we're just out hustled out muscled inside much like the Purdue game as well so Minnesota team has been struggling see how that goes Uh, Ohio State it really just seems like what Ohio State team is gonna show up they Mm -hmm. went through their doldrums they've had a little bit of a better run recently one at Northwestern and against Indiana how good mm-hmm. are those wins? I'm not entirely sure. Uh, obviously, <laughs> yep. at Northwestern, doesn't seem they seem like on a downswing. Indiana, I, I still don't know what to make of that team. Uh, we're halfway through the season. I still don't know what to make. It's, it's pretty bizarre. That I have no feel for the Indiana team, but like I said I have even less feel. Um, they seem to be a win at home, except when you're playing Wisconsin, lose on the road. Hopefully that continues. But I agree with you. I think you have to split. Two wins would be would be um, a good a good week. Obviously, two wins. If you win both games, that would be a good week. I don't want to say I, ex- I expect two wins, but I expect to split and hoping for two wins. That's a, that's that's all I got that's, next week. That's right? it. That's uh, yeah. Such basketball. God, I don't. I, so much. It's weird. I think the guard. This whole guard 
No, it doesn't, doesn't trigger you at all. Doesn't trigger you at all. Defending guard. It's it's a weird. It's just such a weird thing. I've never been in this in this situation before, where like I have you know friends in, I guess media or whatever. Not media, but you know, there's talk of of like. <laughs> It's like it's weird to be like I'm supporting my team, I'm supporting my coach. How much do I support my coach and the team? And like, we have friends who are legitimately upset that we beat Michigan State. They're like disappointed we won a freaking basketball game, and it blows my mind. And I, I don't, I don't really know how to to navigate these waters mentally. It's, it's a very strange situation. Um, and it, so so then I had to calibrate how I need to think about these things. It's it's very strange. All right. Anyway, end of basketball. Uh, go Badgers next week. Yeah, go Badgers. Win. Save your coach's job for God's sake, so people don't fire him. Freaking a, unbelievable. He's not getting fired. He's not. He's not. Fired. I know. I know. So, he's not getting fired. So let's that's just root be... for. Let's just root for him to win the games. So no, I. I the thing is, okay. So here's the thing. I will always root for them to win games. I'm not on the that we need, but I, I'm not going to say that I think he's the best coach for the job. I don't. I honestly don't think that. I've been on this hill since he got the job. Marlo, you're not getting Tony Bennett. You're not going to get. Him. I know I'm not getting Tony Bennett. And don't worry. I don't even want to talk about who's next. I just know this isn't. This isn't. This is not. This is for the betterment of the program. This is not the long term answer. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. That's all I have to say about it. I will root for the team. I. I, I hope he does the best, and I hope he turns it around, and I hope he becomes an amazing coach. This hasn't shown me. It's the same patterns have come. Uh, I've seen them over and over to show enough. I've had enough of sample size to know that, in my mind, not the coach for the program. That's best, it. Best recruiting class of all time. Yeah, okay. we know. We're, 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 coming at you, Miles. Coming at you. Okay. We'll, we'll save that for a future pod. Save. <sighs> recruiting it is a future class. podcast. They're not here yet. <laughs> You're doing too much time yeah, travel. Let's, let's get them here first. Let's get them here now, first. Now we'll we're going to talk about things that happened before the Super Bowl. Yeah, we plan on talking about before the Super Bowl Friday. Before Super Bowl, but we didn't. So I don't even know what pre- I was gonna talk about. Pre Super Bowl other sports frenzy? Yeah, it was really fun. I think before the Super Bowl, when it everyone was like, let's get in games before the Super Bowl starts, so we can at least have some sort of audience. The NBA had games earlier, uh, I guess noted by the Rockets and uh Pelicans, which was fun and interesting because I don't, it's just interesting to see what Zion Williamson is going to be. Zion's and fat. He moves so weird. He just doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't move like a normal human being out there. And then he just and then he jumps out of nowhere twice. Yeah. You're like, yeah. And then he moves not like a normal human being. It, it's yeah. weird. He, he jogs to the sideline. He yeah. Like, he runs weird. down the court like a fat guy, like a guy that's that's at the at the Y going. Th- Three point three point line has a back brace on. Just doesn't. Yeah, has a back brace can't on. Really walk anymore. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. But then all of a sudden he's athletic. It's weird. And it's all of a sudden strange. he explodes and blocks a guy that he shouldn't have have no business being around. It's uh, yeah. it's so weird to watch. I don't know what that's going to be. Uh, Rockets still un, as watchable as ever. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely brutal to watch them play basketball. Uh, as brutal as a six-minute Wisconsin scoring drought, actually. Yeah, terrible. But they score points in the in the drought. But it's just it's just not fun, uh, not fun to watch. Uh, then Iowa, um, Illinois, Illinois was earlier today. That was part of the, part of the blitz. That was really interesting. I just I just wanted to see where they were at. Uh, obviously, Wisconsin lost both teams, but uh, if Illinois won, 
they would have been kind of in the driver's seat in the Big Ten. They did not. Does it make you feel better about the Wisconsin loss at Iowa, Marlo, that Iowa wins another home no, game? No, nothing's going to make it. No, it doesn't make, feel, nothing, doesn't make feel doesn't any better. It. I think it's, I like that Iowa won because I didn't like seeing Illinois at the top of the Big Ten standings for some yeah. reason. Um, that was fine, but no, it doesn't make you feel better about the, the outcome of our game at all. No. Um, okay. Yeah. It just it just makes the Big Ten feel really weird because there's a lot of good teams. Yeah. It's a lot of good teams, some okay teams. No great team though. No, no great, great team. It's it's yeah. a weird it's a weird big ten year. I was watching Rutgers Michigan yesterday. Yeah. And Michigan won. It was in uh Madison Square Garden in New York. And it was a Michigan home game. Oh, they so would Michigan, do that. They would Michigan, do that. Michigan game gave up a home game to play Rutgers in Madison Square Garden. It was really weird. Um and Rutgers can't win on the road. So luckily we played them at home this year. Um, <laughs> it was really, it, it's just weird. I, I don't know. Everybody's just like kind of good in the Big Ten. Yeah, Nobody, exactly. It, every like, time you watch these okay. games, everyone's talking about how good the Big Ten is and like you get a good quality win. I was like, I don't know about that. I don't yeah. think, I think, every, yeah, everyone's just kind of, no, no one's, no one's great. No yeah. one's truly terrible, maybe sans one or two teams. But, like, we just have a bunch of, like, okay to pretty good teams in the middle. Yeah, and they score in the end of the game. It's, like, 67-62. And then I watch, like, Duke-Syracuse, and it's, like, 98-88. And I'm like, yeah. are they playing Are playing, they playing the same game as us? Like, yeah. what's, what's happening? I don't understand. Yeah. Isn't it one of those weird years we're going to get, like, eight? to nine teams they keep saying 10 it's probably gonna be like eight teams in the tournament right yeah and it's still like the big 10 is gonna get like maybe one team in, in the, into the second weekend it's gonna be something weird like that i mean i would be at this point i'd be shocked if we got in the lead in the lead eight team <laughs> i don't actually to be honest this season's so weird i don't even know who you would pencil in as elite eight teams but like i guess that's to your point you know in the second weekend but like yeah i don't even i don't even know but at the same time, like, could you see a, you know, lower seated Iowa team winning two games? Yeah, sure. no, they could. I, they could. I could, I could see could. a ten seed Iowa team winning two games. Sure, yeah. why not? Yeah, hundred percent. Garza just goes for like. Th- it's such a weird. It's such a weird conference. Such a weird league. And it, it's. I'm definitely. At, let's let's put it this way. Maybe we don't have the top end strength, but like. The ACC sucks. Like, <laughs> we're not as bad as the ACC. My God. ACC sucks. Yeah, ACC sucks. Yeah, Carolina. SEC not great either. So it's just a down year altogether. So it's you're so, right. It's like so anything. weird. It's such a. It's such. We talk about the. It's such a weird year. I mean, this week we saw uh, yesterday like every ranked Big East team lost. <laughs> they all <laughs> lost in a row. So Villanova lost, Butler lost, Seton Hall lost. It's such a weird year. I don't. I. I don't know who's good, but it looks like we have. Anyway, I, I so I don't know where that where that lands in Wisconsin, yeah. uh, or I guess the Big Ten in this, general. But yeah, there you go. This is the year. This is the year. We take the championship just because everyone's going to gavel around the guard. Um, <laughs> for other sports frenzy. Did you watch the uh, waste management? Did you watch golf? Did I watch golf? No, no. Oh, I, that's I, I missed. I missed the golf today. Yeah, because it was, was right. It the, it was right after whatever game it was on. I think it was on. A, I can't remember. Anyways, 
But that's the the one where it's like, I like watching that. I didn't realize, I don't know, is it always on Super Bowl weekend? But it's the course where in Phoenix where it's like an actual crowd cheering everything. Oh, the way, yeah, well, the waste management one. Yeah, the way. That yeah, was the this waste, weekend? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was this weekend, right before the Super Bowl. That's always fun. Everybody's so drunk there. Yeah, everyone's drunk. You can hear so the fun. you can hear the crowd chanting in every hole. It's it's awesome. It's like actually a sporting event, but it's golf. Yeah. It's kind of strange. Uh, I didn't watch any of it. I, it just turned on again. I'm trying to think. I was watching some other game, and it turned it turned to that you one. Went to it. Yeah, there was a Georgetown's. Yes, yeah, Georgetown in in uh, St. John's, and it went right to that. So I watched for like a couple holes. It was like, oh yeah, I forgot about this. They cheer while they're playing. Georgetown and St. John's. Yeah, I was. It was a close game. Get off. Get off me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's we watched that for the podcast, Marlon. That's where we're professionals. Yeah. We we torment ourselves by watching Georgetown and St. John's. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that was this weekend. I knew there was. Um, I thought the Saudi Arabia thing was this weekend. Oh yeah, and there was, and, a, there was like and, a and, uh, Australia Open. I feel like it's been going on for like four weeks. <laughs> Tennis tournaments are long. That's still going on. Because I remember like f- four weeks ago, they're talking about why are we playing this because of the fires and everyone's down and like everyone can't play. Yeah. Because they're going to snoke. But like apparently Paul's, Serena Paul's just lost play. last yeah. last night. Like, I don't know. And you know, it's still going on. It's still going on. My favorite thing about the Australian Open, I, I think it was every time, Marla, our friend Arun, um, we would, I remember going out to the bars with him and he'd be like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to bed. And he's like, I'm going to go watch the Australian Open. And I was like, no, he didn't. And I was like, <laughs> I, He's like, do you want to come? I'm like, no. <laughs> Three in the morning. <laughs> I have my Ian's pizza. Yeah. I have my Jin's chicken. What is it? Jin's fish? Oh, Jin's chicken. Oh, Jin's chicken. Jin's chicken. Like, yeah. I wait in line for this. I'm not. I'm not gonna freaking watch tennis. <laughs> I'm going to bed. I'm eating this. I'm falling asleep. Uh, but he'd he'd stay up and watch that shit. Uh, that's hilarious. So that's uh, every time I think of Australian Open, I, I think think of him so well um, i think it's yeah. still going on uh, probably a final t- i don't know probably is happening right now who knows who knows, who knows? uh it's never ending um other sports eh, i don't know that's it super bowl happened. It? we did it yep we survived super bowl super bowl. we did it we made it now our podcast is gonna have slightly less content no we got the xfl don't worry about it we're gonna have all all the guests but all right bears take bear quick bears take on the super bowl Ooh, Bears taking Super Bowl. I feel bad for Robbie Gold. Um, shoot, thought this was gonna be it. Same stadium, coming back, yeah. didn't get his ring. I'm mad that Mahomes won because I I I was running with the slant that Trubisky would be the first of that yeah. class to win Super Bowl, and I thought we had a chance there towards the end. Not only did you win Super Bowl, you got the MVP. It's fine. I get it. We could have had him. Blah blah blah. Keep probably keep, keep probably shouldn't have been the MVP. Probably should have been the running back, Williams. Yeah, hundred percent. He should not have been the MVP, but he is oh. a quarterback. It's a quarterback. It's a that's quarterback lead. It's a quarterback award, yeah. uh, and that's what it is. So, um, good news. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't really have. You got. Anything. You'll be there next year. Be there two years. Two years. Right around there. Right around there. The Vegas one because I want to go to Vegas. So we're doing the Vegas one. Right. Bears are going to the Vegas Super Bowl. Book it. I gotta go to that. Packer. <laughs> Packer. Packer State. Uh, hopefully this fucks up the 49ers and they're not the <laughs> NFC representative for the next however many years. That's nice. all I got. So hopefully something messes up within their <laughs> within their structure because they looked freaking good and they should have fucking won this game. <laughs> I still don't know how they lost. Just run, the, just run the ball. Just run the ball and you win the game. I don't understand. I don't get it. 
Whoa. That's how you got there, and then you tried to let Jimmy G be the championship, and I don't know. So Packer, hopefully they mess it up. Or we get a little better. I don't know. I, we have to get a lot better, but damn. They seem like the better team. Yeah. There it is. Take. All right. Corner kick. Marlon, quick corner kick. Here's All right. Here we go. Here we go. America's here favorite segment. All right. Corner kick. I'm going to run through it. Transformer closed. Question mark, I guess. Um, some seemingly marginal deals were had by the e- the Premier League teams. Uh, I guess the biggest one, one was uh, Fernandez moving to United from... Some Portuguese club doesn't matter. Yeah, um, no one's going to so, fact check you, Casey. Yeah, United might have <laughs> upgraded uh, a little bit, but other than that, it was kind of some moves around the edges. Nobody really got better, and it just to me seemed like teams going like this is in our year, and that is because Liverpool wins yet again. Marlow, they won uh, midweek over Southampton four to zero. It was zero zero game at halftime. They just blew the doors Dang. off Southampton in the second half, winning four to zero. Uh, Salah, two goals. Uh, Marlo, I had my most retweet or liked tweet today. Nice. I don't want to say the number of likes that I got because it's relatively embarrassing how how many it got to be the most liked. Double one. double digits. But uh, it was double, it was it was double digits, just nice. slightly above double nice. digits. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, somebody said that. Uh, shoot, I don't remember his name. Uh, the defensive coordinator of San Francisco's name is Salah. And Mo Salah is the uh, striker for one of the strikers for um, Liverpool, and they said Salah for the 49ers is greater than Liverpool Salah. Ooh. And I and I gave a uh, tweet with a gif of Mo Salah saying "Relax, Allah Aaron Rodgers," and got a lot of likes for that. I felt very proud of myself, Milo. So <laughs> there we go. Double. I tell double you, man, digits. you're you're getting good at this game. It's it's double digits in the likes. Um, on its way to triple digits, if I can say that. Uh, Whoa! It, can't, it can't get it can't get less, right? You can't get closer to double digits than tri- it can't true. only go up. It's true. So yeah, so it's closer to triple digits. There we go. Every every like it is going up. Um, <clears throat> so combined with Liverpool's win, uh, Manchester City somehow managed to lose today, despite getting a penalty kick and despite out shooting their opponent Tottenham, fifteen shots to three. They lost two goals to zero while getting a red card. So Liverpool. Continues to expand their lead. They are now 22 points lead, 22 points clear in the lead in the Premier League um, in first place. I, absolutely, I don't want to say insurmountable. That sounds inevitable. And you can't ever count it before the uh, before it's hatched. But, man, quite, quite a lead that Liverpool has now, 20 points clear. Uh, absolutely amazing performance. Uh, next week, Liverpool has the FA Cup. Uh, the rematch, remember, last, uh, I think it was last week or the week before, talked about how they tied Shrewsbury Town. Well, they have to play him again. And uh, the manager, Jurgen Klopp, has basically said, like, we're not sending our professional team there. We're going to send our youth team. I'm not even going. Uh, you can play our youth team and our youth team is going to go and play that game uh, while the senior squad, the professional squad goes and takes their holiday break. Uh, they're going to take off between now and next Saturday, uh, excuse me, a week from Saturday on the 15th when they play Norwich City uh, and they're going to have their little holiday break. <laughs> and it's some people are ruffled at the idea that they're not going to compete in this. Uh, but honestly, they have bigger. They're they're going for the league title, and they haven't had a break in a long time. And they're gonna they're gonna take this one. Uh, Liverpool senior squad is so 
that's happening tomorrow. I'm going to tune in. I love. I I know the senior squad is not playing, but it's really fun to watch uh, the young players and think about what could be with them and and see what happens there. So uh, I think it's Tuesday they play, but check your local listings tomorrow for that FA Cup clash. That's all I got. Nice. Um, related to the corner kick. Yeah, actually, kind of unrelated, but Don't so I, I was we talked about off the pod, but I was in Chicago uh, yeah. Saturday night. It happened again. I uh, got mistaken oh. for Mbappe. God damn. I need to hang out with this guy. I need yeah. to be like, hey, Mbappe, yeah. it's been yeah. multiple occasions. People thought it was people you. We should hang out. You should probably slip me a couple, you know, I don't know. He, he has enough to give me a couple thousand. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should hang out. And that was fun. That was the, that was the, I was like, uh, yeah, that was the highlight. Kids thinking I was Mbappe. Unbelievable. Number one. <laughs> If you do hang out with Mbappe, I I have to. If you if, if I'm not there, I will be I'll be extremely upset if that situation arises. And um, it would. It's probably insulting, but goddamn it, I'd love to be insulted. Or, <laughs> not insulted compared to a famous athlete. Like, hey, you fucking look athletic, <laughs> like this guy who is. 20 years old. Yeah. That's the thing. He's like 22, 21, 22, right? I don't know. He's super yeah. young. I, number one. I understand they're idiots. Yes. Who are saying this. <laughs> but like, no, wait. I'm in Chicago. I'm at a bar. <laughs> he played in Europe earlier today. <laughs> Unbelievable. Ah, damn. All right. Well, one Fantastic. time. One people, one time, one people. One yeah, time. we'll get people. we'll get this going. I, I'm just, people I'm thought I was I, James James Vanderbeek. That was a fun moment. Yeah, what I need to I do is definitely I just, don't look at James. You just start taking pi- pictures with people, and then just as Mbappe. Yeah, and just like tag with like Mbappe, and just just put him on on Twitter until he troll him until he actually hangs out with me, just to let me know that I'm not Mbappe. Then people will know. <laughs> they will know. Then they will know. All right. Yeah, that's all I had to add to the corner kick. My wife says, you maybe look like him, but probably not. <laughs> good, good on her. She, she was like, I, I see how people think that, but no. <laughs> but no. Good stuff. All right. Uh, wow. Super Bowl, Super Pod. This wow. was a good one. <laughs> this was a good was one. It? Was it? I'm not sure. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, yeah, as always, you can let us know how good it is <laughs> by giving us a five-star review. Uh, wherever you get this podcast, you can find us at 132Breeze on Twitter. Casey, Master, please go light his tweet. Make it the most liked tweet yeah. on the internet. At Prof Badger. You only have to get slightly above double digits. <laughs> Make it the most liked. Stop things. Stop lying. Find myself at Marlo JR. Casey, that's all I got. Do you have any last words? I mean, just a resounding. Are you sure it was good if they had a pod by me? That was great. Um... <laughs> Until next time, fellow fans, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports. (laughs) 